0: Okay, everyone, make like Inception noises.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, welcome everyone to a special edition, a very special edition of House Six, the movie podcast. Um, today we are presenting our favorite movies of the house, um, and with me as is, is the unusual suspects, we got Alex, Jared, and Thomas. Um, Hello. Maybe you're here for Michael. Well, too bad, because he's not here.
2: <laughs>
0: Aww, he's, <laughs> he's, he's having a little trouble coming up with his list, so... That means, uh, he, that means he cares about movies, I guess.
2: He's in the They're other room know. just pulling his hair out, just like,
3: what is my list? Yeah, he's got, <laughs> like, chalkboards
2: on all of his walls, <laughs> he's and got he's spider, just, spider
0: like... He's got spider charts
3: and everything on it. <laughs> so this one. So, this one.
0: <laughs> so, before we present our top ten movies for you... Uh, Anyone who's been following us on Instagram and in what you can do at house six underscore Podcasts
2: um, may have noticed. A,
4: sorry, sorry, isn't it underscore movie podcast? Yes,
2: yes. House okay. six underscore movie podcast. One um, day we'll figure that out. One day we'll know <laughs> off the top of our heads. Don't <laughs> be so optimistic, day, Jared.
0: That day is not today. Uh, <laughs> Um, anyone who follows on this might uh, have seen a, a little theme going on, and that's that we really all like um, Chris Nolan movies.
4: True. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and if Michael's here, he would probably agree with this. But um, that brings us to kind of the big news of the weekend, which was the second Tenant trailer came out on Fortnite of all places. Um, has anyone like? No one watched it on Fortnite. I'm guessing, right? Nope.
4: No. Nope. Wasn't well, so, a we'll try.
0: So I mean this isn't the first time like trailers have debuted on um games. Has anyone like seen it on a game?
1: No.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: No, no, we're I've, not that I've ready.
4: A, I've seen a clip of someone like in Fortnite. I think watching was was it the endgame trailer yeah. that came out? I think that they that's the first time they did it in Fortnite. It was interesting. It's just like, you know, just standing there watching it. <laughs> what
0: do and, you do? Do you like is your character watching it like on set, half or second life or whatever it's
3: called? <laughs> I'm guessing so. It's probably like up in the sky or something like that, like a movie I think, theater.
4: I think in Fortnite there was like that uh, the area where uh, there's like a drive-in theater or something, mm. wasn't it? I don't know. I, yeah, it was like I, I on the is at the drive-in or something. I haven't like
3: played Fortnite since like the first week it came out, and then I never played it again.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's been like at least a couple <laughs> of years. Isn't
3: there like a
2: hub before you enter a match and that's where they play it? Maybe. Dude, I don't remember.
0: If anyone plays Fortnite, tell us what well, happened. Please, let please us
2: know. tell <laughs> these old men. Hit us oh, up.
3: <laughs> speaking of like movies and stuff, uh, Joseph, can you see my shirt? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's a little, it? Tor- little Toriyama character. And oh, Ariel. That- yes. And she's got uh, horror movies like on VHS for a stack. So
0: cool.
3: a cool little shirt that I got from unofficial, super unofficial. Just to, uh, well, getting
0: back to Tinny, throwing that out. <laughs> yeah, more shirt news next time. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you guys think? Who wants to go first? Anyone?
4: How about you go first, Joe? Yeah, yeah. how about how you about go first? You're, you're, you're the, the real me? Chris Nolan fan.
1: We're, I'm we're, the host, I don't have repelling. to go first. We are
0: replying against <laughs> the host. We'll, we'll, save the beauty. We'll,
4: <laughs> we'll save his last. Uh... No, nah,
0: it's okay. Um, so the whole reason we're kind of doing this, um, Little fast, uh like put the podcast together real fast this weekend is because uh, I was so hyped that this came out. I was like really excited. So I was like, I don't want to talk about this. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it looks good. It looks really, I mean, I'm excited for this. I know you guys are too. um It looks like the greatest hits of Chris Nolan. True. It's like Inception combined his, with uh, The Dark Knight. Demo reel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, even in the trailer, they show, you know, from the director of the Dark Knight trilogy and Inception yeah. and uh, Dunkirk. So, I mean, they already sold me on this movie, but it just got me even more hyped to see those, like, presented in a new way. Um, but uh, what what I was going to say is, like, um, how I was saying that it looks like his best love. It's because, like, the one of the first scenes we see is, like, he's fighting in a kitchen. It just reminds me of that kitchen from the dark night. And then there's another part where there's like a vault that looks like the vault from inception. True. <laughs> so, um, I guess they say, uh, the star, which is John David Washington, which I didn't know was Denzel Washington's son.
4: Yeah. yeah really? I didn't know that actually.
0: I didn't know that. Um, he was in black clans, which he was good in, in, um, uh, Adam Driver was really good in that too, but um, I mean, it looks very much like an Inception kind of follow-up. He's um, it, playing with time again, uh, like Dunkirk. He played with time, and yeah, you know, all his movies, he likes to do stuff uh, as non-linear as possible. Like that's what one of the things I like about his Batman movies is like stuff happens, but they're just like telling you about it.
2: Um, Which is kind of how like they do it in comic books. Yeah, true.
0: So th- th- that's a very cool style, I think. Um, I was like, when the directors can like, they don't like give you all the information at once. Like mm-hmm. they hold stuff back, and that's what's something Chris Nolan always does. Um, yeah, but uh, I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say. Who wants to go next?
4: I go. Okay. Um, what's interesting about those trailers? It almost seems like a trailer that's it's almost like designed to get you excited to go see it at the theater where it's like, you know, I feel like Christopher Nolan, if you watch like from what I remember of like the Dunkirk trailers, it doesn't say like big and in your face, like guy who directed Inception, Interstellar, all that kind of stuff from what I remember, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, it seemed like they're just like, Hey, here's all these movies people love. And then at the end it says coming to theater. So it's like, go and see this.
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: But um, yeah, I think it looks great uh it, it, i guess you were right last week where you said that apparently it's not about time travel because i say no it's inversion or whatever they say and then yeah, uh, it,
0: it's like making time flow backwards or something
4: yeah it, i don't really understand it but i'm <laughs> all like, about it
0: they're not traveling back in time but they're making objects go back in time
4: yeah it's like the environment is traveling back in time but not them
0: it's kind of like uh, a video game or something like if you have yeah, I'm good or something. I'm trying to think of a video game that uses that, but like the yeah. rewind button,
4: right? Um, yeah.
2: Blinks the cat,
1: yeah,
4: <laughs> Prince, Prince of Persia, or uh, yeah, or uh, what, but Prince of Persia is going, I guess, back in time. But there's it's that a game, uh, it was a remedy remedy made it. The right? guy she made Alan Wake, oh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. It was oh, a yeah, and it had
0: that quantum one break. Actor. Yeah, break,
4: yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like that where the environment is changing around him, but he's not necessarily anyway. But uh, yeah, I think it looks great. I mean, I'm just like you said, as everyone will hear about our list, we're all huge Nolan fans. And this looks like yeah. kind of like Thomas is saying, like this looks like him at his, you know, prime. So I'm excited.
2: Jerry. Yeah. Um, I agree with you guys. Um, it's like this trailer is made to get you a hike for another Nolan movie. Um, I wanted to talk about the scene, which I feel will be like the best is like they're in that concert hall and all those people are like unconscious yeah. or whatever, but they're going through whatever they're doing.
0: That looks very Nolan right there. One of those yeah. like just intense scenes, um, kind of like Inception when they're in the hotel and like everyone's sleeping and then Arthur's fighting the other guys.
4: Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, oh, sorry. I was just going to ask, you guys have seen that scene, right?
0: Like how they did it?
4: Or, yeah. like, the, the concert hall scene? Because they released that, like...
2: Oh, no, I didn't. No. I, haven't, I haven't watched a scene.
4: Gotcha, okay, yeah. Well, it is cool,
2: so... <laughs> <laughs> right, Jared. <laughs> but I was going to say, um, speaking of video games, his movies are, like, they just drop you in. He doesn't. It doesn't, like, hold your hand. It just drops you in right into the action once it starts. Yeah, yeah, that was cool
0: I, about Inception is that they already have, they're like, these corporations fighting each other, and we don't see any of that.
2: Yeah. So that's what I appreciate appreciate about Nolan movies,
0: for sure. Yeah. Thomas, any thoughts? Uh, so,
3: I watched about 45 seconds of the trailer, and then I put it away, because I don't want to... You don't want to know? Well, so, I didn't enjoy Inception the first time around, um mostly because I didn't watch it like almost an, a year later. Oh, yeah. And then people were like talking and talking and talking and talking and talking it up. I'm like, this is going to be the greatest movie of all time. And then when I saw it, I'm just like what I had a, what I had built in my head wasn't what I saw on screen. And, and like later on I rewatched it. And I'm like, okay, this is a really good movie. But part of that is just that people kept hyping me up for it and I just didn't enjoy it the first time around. I'm like, I did like this, but. Yeah,
0: there's definitely been movies that I've had that experience.
3: But I, I don't want this to happen because I like that. I like the cast. I like the director. I like time travel. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I like well written time travel. And I think that Chris Dolan can write really well. And so I'm excited to see his take on time travel or whatever it is because they've said it's not time travel. I'm like, yeah. Okay. That That's you're just you just say that.
2: that I don't even mind bad time travel.
3: <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't like it. Um, the cut
0: Top time machine,
4: like Dragon Ball Z and stuff. <laughs> True, yeah. I don't think Fair I do enough. either. I think you just made me realize that, Jared. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I'm, I'm excited. I did see uh, the one part where she's like, "You're not firing, or you're not uh, firing the bullet. You're catching it, or whatever." Mm. Like oh, that was kind of cool. That reminds me of The Dark Knight too, when he shoots. Yeah, when at. he shoots the wall. Yeah. That scene
0: that makes no sense to me though. Still, it
3: makes no sense, but it's very aesthetically pleasing because it's a cool scene. Yeah.
4: Wait, which scene? I don't.
3: Where he He's like the testing bullet the bullet, and he fires it into the wall through like a a, a isn't a it a track? The... Yeah, it makes it's no sense.
0: This. It doesn't make and it that's sense. And that's in <laughs> that The
4: Dark Knight Rises or just Dark Knight? Dark
0: Knight. Just The Dark
2: Knight.
4: Man, why don't I remember that? Anyway.
0: Um. But, if we like Kenneth Branagh, we were saying. I, I love Kenneth Brown. Kenneth yeah, he <laughs> one of my gentlemen. Of
2: That's the word, gentleman. <laughs>
0: and he's Russian again, like um, yeah, saw, uh, Jack Ryan, the Ryan. And I liked that one. I liked that. that movie yeah,
1: too.
0: yeah, I like that one
3: too. Um, hmm. but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited. I'm just trying to keep like all the, I guess not the hype, but just. Everybody telling me what this is, I'm like, eh, okay, that's been ruined for me before with a Chris Nolan movie, so I'm going to try to go in just blind, so.
2: Yeah, don't want to get your hopes up.
3: Yeah, and just, I don't want to have the wrong expectations, because that's what happened with Inception, is that I,
0: because I really enjoy that movie now, it's a really good movie, but.
1: Yeah. I'll well, with... with... oh, Go ahead. Okay, go ahead.
0: This time, hopefully, you don't have to wait a year to watch it because yeah, you're watching it news, for so
2: the I,
3: podcast. I also, I also like <laughs> yeah. it too long, and so it was just a bad set of circumstances that just kept me from watching this movie. And so I'm trying to keep a blank slate before I watch it because I, I want this to be a really good experience. Because it, it, from everything I've seen so far, it looks really good.
4: I respect that.
0: I oh, think. Any, you. any last words? I'm good.
4: No, nah. uh, Kenneth Branagh's best role, The del Dorado, calling it. <laughs> Is, Is he in that? Yeah, he plays Miguel. <laughs> He's like one of the main guys because there's Miguel yeah. and Tulio, and I can't remember who plays Tulio. But Kevin Klein. Do what, Jared? Kevin Klein. Oh, sure. I, don't <laughs> I, I,
0: I didn't know that he was like one of the main characters.
4: Yeah, uh-huh.
0: I thought it was like Matt Damon or something. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, I think I'm thinking of that
0: horse movie. Spirit? Oh, you
4: are. You're thinking of Spirit, yeah, because yeah. there's a horse in El Dorado. You're, that's probably why you're getting confused. But, Dude, uh, that or the horse, Titan
1: AE,
0: so...
4: Oh, yeah. The horse in El Dorado is El Tivo, just so you know.
0: So. Okay. No, we don't. It's a
4: great movie. Anyway, let's move on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about that movie sometime. I'm
4: sure it'll be on your list.
0: <laughs> but we do best non-Disney movies.
4: Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> okay, so, if uh, like I said, if you've been following us on the House 6 uh, underscore movie podcast Instagram feed uh, you've been seeing that we've been releasing our favorite movies um, and uh, to our top 10 favorite movies and I'm sure um, I'm not the only one that our list could change like next year or I know like Alex yours has changed like right away we had, yeah, the,
4: I, you had like a mine, second draft mine and Jared's we both swapped out a movie for another one
0: yeah yeah and i'm sure like if we did this on a different day we would switch another one and stuff like that but for right now this is our top 10 favorite movies um thomas you went first do you want to go first today uh sure okay so uh, i'll be naming off the movies and then thomas you tell us a little bit why you like them okay or if you have any cool stories about seeing it you got to uh, go from 10 to 1 or yeah 10 to 1 so your tenth movie is Pan's Labyrinth from Guillermo del Toro del Toro.
4: Can I say something before you go? Yeah. I think it was Thomas's list. I actually have it pulled up on Instagram right now. I think I haven't seen almost any of your movies.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's just sad.
4: I was I was looking at it before the podcast and I was like, man, I think literally out of all these, I've seen two of them. <laughs>
2: So, is it sad or exciting? Because he has this whole list of movies. Very true. To watch. I
4: you know, I, I, I need to go through them if they're your top ten. So anyway, we, yeah.
0: said, we said that uh or we should say that spoilers for these, even though they're all pretty old or pretty old, yeah. At least my list anyway. Well, Alex has one from last year, so spoilers. Um, <laughs> yeah. um I
1: think
0: I think the oldest
3: movie I have on here is uh Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs>
0: nice. So have you seen Pan's Labyrinth, Alex? no okay you know, so, yeah this
4: will be a fun game but each of them <laughs> i was like no or yes
0: <laughs> thomas why do you like pan's labyrinth so much uh,
3: pan's labyrinth is probably guillermo del toro's best movie um, yeah i'd say the only thing that really doesn't hold up is some of the cgi but yeah. um the pale man scene is like one of my favorite like scenes in pretty much all of cinema um that that scene terrified me you think it's going to be this oh you know it's going to be this parable or whatever and then it turns into like straight up horror it's like okay then <laughs> that took a turn fast um and so that that scene just kind of uh sets the bar of what this kind of fairy tale is going to be um plus the practical effects are just insane to look at uh the yeah. farm is, is a really great uh character design
4: and, yeah, the, this, and the
0: story is really good too. The CG might be dated, but the um, practical fix are really good in that movie.
2: Yeah. The uh, thing about the like the pale man scene and stuff like that, it, that like captivated me. I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was the scenes with like the soldiers and stuff that freaked me out. Like the yeah. human oh, The bottle scene. Yeah. That was like, pretty that brutal. Was, <laughs>
3: that was brutal as hell. Um, but yeah, it, it's just out of all his movies, and I, I like pretty much all his movies. Um, that one's just stuck with me the most. Um, Because also that's, that's when I started getting into like art house and like indie films and stuff like that. Because I got my, I got my truck and I got my license. And then I went to a Hollywood video store and they gave me a uh, membership card that let me rent R-rated movies. Which you couldn't do because I was 16, but they still let me rent them. (laughs) And so I was, I was checking out anything and everything. My parents had no clue. And so I got to watch a lot of movies that were not really <laughs> supposed to be given to minors, and so... Uh, went crazy, man. I did, I did, because I had a job, I had money, and I had access to videos, so... Oh, man, I miss video stores. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this just going out places.
0: Number nine. Uh, we got the 1938 version of Robin Hood. Yes. This movie No, I
4: haven't seen it. Is- <laughs>
0: I haven't either.
2: Is this uh, Earl Is it, it, Is it Earl this the one we watched the other night?
0: Yeah.
3: And this movie is like classic sh- swashbuckling adventure. Um, the production of it is insane for 1938 in its color. Um, it's just a really pretty movie to look at, and it, it's one of those old-school uh, studio productions where you had Studio Men. Uh, I think it's Bart Rathbone. It plays... Uh, Guy of Gisborne and Errol Flynn plays uh, Robin Hood and these guys were like trained by the studio to be movie stars and it just shows that they're like charismatic and leading and athletic and handsome it's just such a cool like spectacle so
2: yeah he was watching it the other night I came in around the halfway mark and even I was like man this is this is adventure it is.
3: It's like, it's, it's like what the mummy and Zorro were trying to imitate and try to and kind of capture it a little bit is that old school uh, adventure spirit. And I love that. So, yeah.
0: Cool. It's one of those movies you always see like a Muppet Babies or something like whenever they cut <laughs> to like old movies, it's always like Robin Hood.
3: <laughs> it's good, though. You should you should check it out, Alex. I think you'd like it.
0: OK. OK. And at number eight, we have Arsenic and Old Lace. That's with Jimmy Stewart, right? No, Cary Grant. No, Carrie Grant. Okay, well, it is directed
3: by Frank <laughs> Zappa, who directed uh, uh, what was it called? Best Christmas movie of all time. Uh, what's a, a wonderful life? What's a
4: wonderful life? Oh yeah.
3: Um, this movie is based on a stage play, and uh, it's just it's very dry humor. Um, it's about this guy who. Stumbles upon the, his aunts and his aunts are killing people and stuffing them or burying them in the basement. It's like made in 1940. It's super it, dark.
0: It's dark comedy huh?
1: is
3: hilarious because uh, insanity runs in his family. And his uh, his brother, both of his brothers are are one of his brothers is a is a mass murderer, and the other one thinks he's Teddy Roosevelt. And so every time he goes up the the stairs, he thinks it's San Juan Hill. And so every time the character goes up the stairs, he goes, charge every single time. He goes up the stairs like 10 times. So it's it's a really funny movie. And when I was in high school, I actually got to be in a production of this and I got to play the main character. So uh, his name's Mortimer Brewster.
2: So. And I was in the audience like, boo, boo.
0: <laughs> just, that just drove me to perform harder and shove it in his face. Like, like, you're like the old lady on uh, Princess Bride. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> <Stop him. Filth. laughs> okay, for uh, number no. seven. Oh, sorry,
4: oh. I, ha- I haven't seen that one. <laughs>
0: Well, you've probably seen this one, I hope. Um, (laughs) Number seven, we have Alien, which might be my favorite horror movie if you count it it as horror.
4: Yeah, I have seen that one.
3: That's the thing is, I don't even know if it counts as horror because it it blends so many different genres.
0: Yeah. Uh,
3: It's probably my favorite sci-fi movie, maybe besides the other one at four, which we'll be talking about in a second. Um, uh, This movie is just... it, It has so much atmosphere that you could feel it. Um, I, I, it's a perfect movie. I mean, really? It Yeah.
2: All, not all, so much stuff in pop culture.
3: Yeah, it, it has. And no, I don't know if every single movie on here is a perfect movie. I mean, I think several of these are, but this one is a perfect movie. Even the directors, which of the director's cut, which Ridley Scott is like notorious for going back and wanting to redo his stuff. Um, even the director's cut is, it's still perfect. Um, as a standalone. If if you count it towards the rest of it, then it gets a little weirder, but, um, as, as a standalone movie, this movie is absolutely perfect. Um, and also uh, it has that weird type of not body horror, but just the, the horror of the unknown. Like I, I love the unsaid and subtlety. And so when they go into the spaceship, you don't know what happened. And I really don't like that. They went back into the prequels and stuff and messed it up. But, um, yeah, but just that—that that horror of what happened here, and we'll never know what happened here. Um, I, I love that part.
4: So,
0: yeah, in my opinion, it's the best alien movie. They all get worse after I, that.
4: <laughs> it's yeah, it's easily the best one. I didn't see them until way later in life. Like I must have been like uh, somewhere in between like twenty-two and twenty-four or something like that. And I watched the first one. I was like, "Holy cow, this was awesome!" And then we yeah. go into Aliens, and Aliens is cool in a different way, but it's not yeah, nearly it's as smart of an action movie. Yeah, yeah. it's
3: different. It's it's totally different. So I, yeah. I don't really compare the two because they're completely different true. movies. So, Very true. But I, I love I, Aliens. But. Yeah,
4: I started on yeah, a high cool. note that like we went through the series, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is like, you know." Does it ever go back? This is like starting life with your birthday, and then you slowly get away from it. It's just you it's do all start your life
0: it. with your birthday.
4: That's fair.
1: <laughs>
0: but like, uh, one thing I like about Alien is it's just one alien, and it's yeah. it's kind of yeah. like a stalker movie or a slasher movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. This
0: one thing.
3: Oh, plus I love the aesthetic of it all. I love uh, retro space travel stuff like. Uh, I think they call it video, or not video, uh, I don't know, VHS horror, I guess. Just that that analog type horror Hmm. or or analog uh, sci fi. I love that
0: stuff. All that 80s stuff. Speaking of 80s sci fi, um, you got the John Carpenter remake of The Thing. Yes. Number six. This is my favorite John Carpenter movie ever.
2: This is Um, the movie I had to take off my list, unfortunately. This movie is incredible. It's one of the best horror movies. Go ahead, Thomas.
3: Well, no, it, it, it's one of the best horror movies. It's one of the best practical effects movies. The acting is incredible. Um, and it's just one of those things where atmosphere is just a, such a huge part of it that the atmosphere in this movie could be another character. Um, just you, that you get the impression that you're cold, alone, and isolated. Um,
2: and the cherry on the top of the sundae is, it has an ambiguous ending.
3: Yeah. Yes, and I love that. It, it, and I love that, too, is the unsaid. You don't know what's going to happen. It ends, and it has an ending. You just don't know how it ends. So I, I love this movie. This movie's amazing. Um, i it, it, It's insane to look at it now and see that the practical effects are still
2: mind-blowing. Yeah, and it's crazy to learn that it was a flop when it came out. Yeah. <laughs> huh. E.T., e. Joseph.
0: <laughs> <sighs> it's so, one of the goriest movies you'll ever see um yeah. it, it really it, is it, it was it's kind of the pinnacle of practical effects because after that they all started getting into the cg yeah. um because you had jurassic park come out in like 1990 and so everyone was going to start practicing with that but so this is kind of the pinnacle of practical horror yeah
3: and um uh, What's fun, though, is watching this alone and in the dark by yourself because it's just weird because you're like, what's what's around the next corner? Is there something waiting for me? It's just, oh, my God, this is a
2: great date movie (laughs) because you don't know which one of you is going to be screaming
4: (laughs) (laughs) or both. (laughs) I have not seen this one. I've only seen the the latest remake with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Wow. Yeah, well,
3: for, for my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yep, we did. That's after I got hit by a car, by the way. Not even, not even joking. Like I got hit by a car.
4: Well, the your night- truck got hit by a car. Yeah.
3: Well, my truck got hit by a car, but <laughs> I got hit by a, hit drunk by
4: a car. car.
3: So I think I got really hit by a car. No, I got hit by a drunk driver, and then I spent the night at uh, Alex's place. And he's like, "I'm gonna cheer you up. We're gonna go see a movie today." So we went to go because he knew I liked the thing. And so we're like, we're going to go see The Thing. We went to go see it. It's like, that movie was terrible.
4: <laughs> I liked it, but... Man. <laughs> that that was good man, Alex. That good, was man. good man. Take him to a movie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Number five, we have Stalker, the Russian uh, sci-fi based on... Uh, the novel "Roadside, Roadside
1: picnic,
0: picnic," which has to be the worst or like the weirdest name for a sci-fi novel ever. <laughs>
3: weirdest name for a sci-fi novel, and yet it it means so much, and it's such a good like title. Um, this movie is under Tarkovsky's. I think that's his. I think this is his best movie. Um, this movie is super slow. Alex, you would hate this movie. Why? Like, because there's literally. There is so much not going on in a frame at a single time that, or in, in, there's so much not going on in a single frame for so long that a lot of people just can't get through the first 20 minutes of it.
4: Why would, um, that, why would that bother me? Because I don't <laughs> think you have the patience
0: for it. Dude, what, once, what if... once you get into it, I think you would like it, but let's just say the that... Alex has played Desert Bus. Alex that's has true. the that one is true. point. <laughs> Alex true. has the one point on Desert Bus. That's
4: very true. Eight <laughs> straight
2: Alex, hours. He's the one guy I know that will stick with something if he starts it.
1: Uh, yeah.
3: For
4: the most part, but on well, my that's, list,
3: that's the thing is that you have to start it, and a lot of people don't actually get to start it because it has this period of like, okay, nothing's happening. What's going on here?
4: Okay. Um, okay. 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 But
3: once once you get into it. Like once you get past the first like thirty minutes of it, it, it I don't want to say it grabs you because it grabbed me from the first like ten seconds of I'm like what the hell is this movie, um, <laughs> but once you actually get into the movie, it there's just so much going on in each frame of nothingness that it it just it blows my mind. Like there's this one part where they're inside the zone. I really don't want to give too much spoils on this one because this one's actually a movie you really need to watch all the way through Um, is that they, they go from uh, this one part where they tell a character, Hey, you take point. And so the camera shifts to what you think is a POV shot of the, of the guy taking point and it moves slowly and slowly through a field and goes into a, uh, a derelict car with a, a a rotted corpse and a machine gun and then it pauses inside the car and then you see that the person that was taking point is now at the bot or at the back of the line and the back- person that was at the back of the line is now in front uh, taking point and you realize that the POV shot is the zone itself, not the person. All this goes on within like five minutes of nothing happening. It is an insane shot and it's just like what? <laughs> Yeah, so
4: I gotta fast, see that because that's very confusing.
2: Real fast, you said this was—I'm not familiar with this. You said this was sci-fi. What type of sci-fi is this? Like post-apocalyptic? Or? It, it it verges on
3: post-apocalyptic. The thing is, is that they marketed it wrong. Um, the thing is like, oh, it's, it's like a Fallout type of stuff. And uh, this game or this this uh, uh, movie inspired like Metro 2033 and Stalker, oh, really? the video game. Um, in fact, they take their name from, it's like, we're going to be stalkers. And that's where <laughs> it comes from. Um, but the movie itself is so much more of a, a mental trip than an actual sci-fi movie. Um, I would liken it to like the last 30 minutes of 2001 almost, but grounded, like it's on the ground. Um, because the, the world itself doesn't make sense when they're inside the zone. Um, so it, it's just one of those things that you, you just have to watch it and you have to rewatch it. Just to pick up on what you missed, um, yeah. Well,
0: Russian sci-fi is like that. It's like very. Um, it's about what's going on in people's head instead of yeah. like special effects and stuff like that. Well, I'm thinking like, of, of like Solaris. seen That, that that's movie. His,
3: that's his yeah. other movie. And because it's, it's directed by Tarkovsky as well, and it's the same thing. Is that you have to go back and back and back and like what? What was that? Mm-hmm. Like what was that? And so I, I is this this movie? I think I watched this movie when I was like 18 and i didn't get it like at all like this was one of my first russian movies that i saw and i was just like this movie makes no sense i got to rewatch this movie and so like 6 hours later <laughs> i'm like okay i think i get it and then i didn't get it so i had to rewatch it again so <laughs> um i don't know it's it, it's a very it's probably like the most unique movie on this list i think um but yeah that's just that's just me so Have to check it out. Yes, I got a copy. If you want to, if you want to watch it, it's really good.
0: Okay, so uh, keeping with the sci-fi theme, we go to number four, which is Blade Runner, and you have like all the cuts on here. (laughs) (laughs) I know that
3: people. I know Jared hates this movie specifically.
2: Oh really? Um, Okay. I don't. uh, I'm
3: not a big. I'm not a big fan. It's visual. We'll talk game. about it later. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think the reason why Jared hates it so much is that he had like the inception type thing for me. Is that I, and I'm guilty of it, I overhyped this movie like by leaps and bounds. Like, you gotta watch this movie. You gotta watch this movie. It's a fantastic movie. um And when he watched it, he's like, it's not that great. So I I'm think like, you're yeah. right.
2: It's probably that, a mixture of that and that. It's like, oh, it inspired like anime, like Acura and stuff like that. Matrix, and I'm I watch it. And I'm like, what the? <laughs> yeah. I
0: think Jared just doesn't like Harrison Ford. Yeah,
2: That's from I hate him. <laughs> wow.
1: It's sad.
3: Um, I I watch this movie because my dad said, hey, you need to read this book, and it's uh "Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep" by Philip K. Dick.
2: And he's like, I, you need to read this book. I picture your dad just like barging in your room and throwing the book at you and like
1: <laughs>
3: he, he kind of did because he wanted me to watch the movie but uh we had a rule in my house is like you couldn't watch the movie unless you read the book and mm-hmm. so it's like you need to watch this movie or you need to
0: read this book so i could watch the movie and just real fast uh roadside picnic sounds like a philip k dick uh, title <laughs> it, it, it was it's basically like a spiritual
3: like cousin of philip k dick stuff <laughs> like because roadside picnic was like uh uh they, they go into the zone to try to find artifacts and stuff. And it, it, it like brings their civilization by leaps and bounds in technology and stuff. But they figure out this isn't like parts of a, of, of a civilization. This is their trash. Mm-hmm. And so like, they liken us to like, uh, uh, animals on the roadside. When we leave a, a picnic, site. picnic picnic site is that they bring our trash and stuff to make their nests even better. And so that's, that's that anyway. Um, but anyway, Blade Runner was – it was confusing for me because my dad gave me the director's cut first. And so I I didn't really know what was going on a lot of the time. And then I had to rewatch it and rewatch it. <clears throat> and then I went to the video store and I got a original cut that had the voiceover. I'm like, oh, okay. They're putting this into the world and this in the world. And once I, once I saw that, then I went back and watched the director's cut – without it, and I'm like, okay, I'm enjoying this a lot more because I kind of know some, some context, but I don't like the, the voiceover because the voiceover was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this movie was just one of those things where it kind of cemented that Ridley Scott is pretty much... I don't want to say he's my favorite director, but hes he comes pretty close.
4: I totally like, forgot he did this.
3: Yeah. It, it's just, He has such a uh, a like Abrasive visual style that you're just kind of blown away by. Like when he wants you to like have like observe a spectacle, you witness it. <laughs> so, um,
0: I can't so, remember yeah. what cut I like. I like the one with the horse.
1: Uh,
0: that's, <laughs> that's that's the director's cut. Okay, yeah. Yep. Um, what was your opinion on the remake? Or not the remake. The it was sequel. good. Sequel. You like the sequel? Good. Yeah. Well, D- D- uh, Dennis Denis
3: Villeneuve. I, I can't even pronounce his name.
4: Dennis. Um, yeah, Villeneuve. I think.
3: I think he, I think he's the perfect, I think he was the perfect choice for it because he respects sci-fi and he respects like old choices um, because I know he's making, he's making Dune, which I cannot wait for. Um, and he made probably one of my favorite sci-fis to come out in like the last like 15 years, which was Arrival. All and right, so once I knew, so good. once I knew that he did that, I'm like, this guy know, understands like sci-fi. This guy understands it. I would want him to direct like a Star Trek movie, almost.
4: Yeah, that'd be awesome. Arrival was super close to being on my top ten list.
3: I almost put it there too, but uh, I had I had some other stuff I had to put on there. So
4: yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna chime in real quick because it's the only other one that I've seen on your list. <laughs> but uh, I didn't see this until right before 2049 came out, um, and I I think I I really liked it mainly because uh sci-fi like start the only star trek i've, I've seen is the jj abram ones and i think i like it it's fun it's it's way more like indiana meets sci-fi like it's just adventurous and stuff but yeah but that kind of sci-fi i don't know why aesthetically it doesn't nearly speak to me as much as like star wars where like i love sci-fi that's just like run down dirty mm-hmm. rugged like yeah. uh in in the mass effect series like in mass effect 2 when you go to the omega Mm-hmm. Like I love that was my favorite area because it's just like that it looks very kind of Blade Runner esque where it's just yeah, like it a did. dirty Japanese like uh, alleyway with like all the shops and stuff and I love that. So aesthetically I was definitely on board and stories bonkers as hell, but I also love Androids. Like any any story with androids and like even something as silly as like I Robot with Will Smith, I actually really like the story. <laughs> no, sorry too. At the end it gets really stupid and action. Yeah. But, <laughs> Like if you just for, in like a Detroit Become Human the video game like I love like that whole like like where's their place are they you know do they have a say do they have value do they have you know is there well, morality considered in their uh, in their choices and everything
3: well and that that's why I love Blade Runner too because I shared this like the ultimate cuts or whatever that I have with some friends of mine and she's she was talking to me she's like that relationship that he has with that Android is not a very nice one I'm like no it's not really a consensual relationship but that's part of it is is that he's this person that's put in this this place of authority and he's doing the right thing by what the society is like telling him to do yeah. but objectively he's not really a good person like he's really yeah. not he becomes a better person like by the end of it maybe and into yeah. 2049 but it's just one of those things. Like, are am I better than what I'm? What my job is, and so yeah. Did you uh, like the new
0: one, Alex?
4: I loved it, but you know, I didn't. I saw the first one right before, like literally. I think literally the night before we went and watched it. So like, I didn't have like this long love for it. But uh, I love the new I, one because it looked even cooler than the yeah. original to me. Yeah. And I know you didn't like it because the magic babies story and stuff. <laughs> me uh, and jared
0: have the same problem with these blade runner movies it's like style for us it's style over substance but oh, yeah but uh, the world is awesome it's like if the 80s kept going on <laughs> yeah <it's> the future <laughs> yeah and then uh like the new one i love the soundtrack to it soundtrack. oh yeah so it's so good. Good. well the
3: original soundtrack's so good too that's true it's very true. Like,
0: uh i actually have a i actually have
3: an english import from like the 1980s of the Blade, of the original Blade Runner sh- soundtrack.
4: It is awesome. Yeah. Very nice. What I love about the new one though is that it and it is Dennis Villeneuve who's arguably my favorite director at the moment. Um like we've talked about, but uh what I love about it, which kind of contrasts to what Thomas was saying earlier about me, which was why I was confused, but <laughs> is I love it that they just he's not afraid to take his time with shots. Like they just some of them will last forever. Yeah. Like uh even that fight scene where they're in the car when it's like sinking into the water it's a long fight scene with like it's not like this super choreographed scene and yeah it's an android fight (laughs) yeah a lot of those shots are just so slow which i i really like because i i love it when directors have the kind of have the just the balls to just take their time with shots and you know use their 17 different angles and anyway yeah
0: well, I do. Okay. Lo- I do love his computer wife on this uh, second one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, yeah, I do like that. She's yeah. a great character. Yeah.
3: But but going back to Tarkovsky he's like you just need to be careful when I, when I say like long shots. I mean long shots. True. Well, I there's... think that's
2: the reason me and Joseph love Gindi, um, ter- or I don't know how to say his last name. But, yeah, the guy who um made Samurai Jack is he does the same thing. He'll yeah. linger on a shot for like five minutes, and it's a thirty-minute show. Right, and he, and he lets it be quiet, like there's no yeah, very music
0: true, or anything. very true. Um, so we okay. should go on though, but um, <laughs> we'll stay on this topic forever. Um, number three, we have the old boy, the Korean. Um, well, how would you characterize this movie, <laughs> dude? It's like action, but this, this is
2: bonkers. Okay, like, this movie was introduced to me as a horror movie, yeah. <laughs> Like, that's how someone described it to me What before I saw it. And I was like, no, but awesome. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, this
3: movie... This movie's a perfect movie because you can't, like... I don't want to say quantify because that's the wrong word. You can't place a, a genre where this movie fits.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, this movie is just... It's so well-made, so well-acted, so well-thought-out. That it it just blows your mind, and it blew my mind again. Like I rewatched it like maybe two or three weeks ago, and I was just like, "My gosh, this thing just hits hard every single time." Like it, and the act like it has great action in it, which is surprising because it it doesn't really sell itself as an action like movie at all. The
2: hallway scene, yeah. Well, not just the uh, hallway the most scene, famous
0: scene, yeah.
3: America. But this, the, the hallway scene is the most famous, it and that just that just happens, and then it keeps going. But it's such a part of the movie that it's not, like, jarring. Uh, this, this movie is just amazing. I, I, I don't understand how, how someone can make a movie this good.
2: And talking <laughs> about a um, story, you don't know where it's going. Yeah. Right. Like, it keeps you on your the edge of your seat the whole time. Yeah. And I could have swore this was on my list, guys, but it's not.
1: <laughs> and
4: then Jared, <laughs> will going I, but-
2: I think I gave Thomas the wrong list.
4: <laughs> I, wait, is this, this one's called Old Boy. Yeah, Old boy, yeah. I could have sworn, yeah, that you would put Yeah, it I in, thought you did at some too. Point, so you wanted to swap it for something, but oh, well. you ended up changing your mind later or something. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I, can oh. ed- I
3: can edit the list, so it's fine. Sure. Um, but yeah, and uh, and Jared can attest to this. I watched this movie by your movie sucks. Uh, I it, it compares the Spike Lee remake uh, and yeah. this one, and it, <laughs> it's it's. <laughs> It's just, it's, it's like insulting at how bad that movie was. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is a reinterpretation of this movie. I'm like, this movie didn't need to be reinterpreted. <laughs> like, just let it be, for God's yeah. sake.
2: Way to um, dumb down a movie.
3: Yeah, and that's the thing is that it didn't need to be dumb. It, it was, it was so easily, easily followable. Or I can't, I can't even say it. I'm so upset.
2: It respects um, the, o- the audience. Yeah that it, 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 the audience will follow the plot. Yeah, they're yeah. And it's not like it, like, takes you in different places at different times. No. So it's not that hard to follow. <laughs> no. So, it, it, it's such an easily
3: accessible movie that making it dumb was just... It, it was insulting. And so... Yeah, oh my gosh. this. Thomas, movie how old were so, you when you
2: saw this? Uh, I think I was, like,
3: 18, something like that.
2: Yeah, I was, like, oh, 17.
3: I, I wasn't... I mean, it it'd been out for a while, but I just hadn't found it, and I found it randomly at Hollywood Video. I owe so much to that that chain, my god.
2: And that guy that gave you that card, that yeah. guy
1: that gave me that card too, yeah. So
2: the way I was uh, introduced to this movie was there was this best horror movies uh, show on Bravo called or with that name, yeah. and it was on there for some reason.
0: Was it that Halloween one or like, like yeah, countdown? every Halloween?
2: Yeah, that was like my favorite part of halloween um so i was like oh horror movie yes and i watch it and i was like that's not horror but i love it
3: (laughs) (laughs) well i wonder if they got thirsts like mixed up because that's that's a horror movie that that guy directed
2: no because well maybe old boy yeah yeah
3: Yeah, it's said old boy,
2: and the whole reason it was on there was the whole ending scene with um with the scissors
3: the scissors i guess yeah i mean that's horrifying, but not horror, I guess. Who knows? But hey, at least you got introduced to
0: it. So Yeah. Um, okay, so moving on, we got number two, The Seventh Seal by Ignar Bergman. It's like the famous film class uh, movie. Uh, yeah. It's like uh, the first existential film, <laughs> I would <yeah>. say. <laughs> Th- this, movie's, this movie
3: is so almost happily dark it, it's a weird way to say it especially the end Yeah, <laughs> the uh, it, it, it's such like i'm because like i never felt dread really the entire movie even though that the man is talking to death it's, it's just one of those things that oh they're having just a pleasant conversation and then and the conversation is so good too and it's so well acted like max von Sadow was a genius um it, it's just one of those movies that just kind of stuck with you the entire time. Like I wasn't bored for a second. And it it, it even does like a, a full like not even a 180, but it, you come to the realization at the end of the movie that this isn't a person you're talking to. You're talking to death. Mm-hmm. And it just comes in and it's it's full it fully envelops the characters. And it's just one of those those movies that uh yeah <laughs> and, and this movie's like all i think is is always imitated never uh uh never duplicate re, uh re uh i can't even say it a lot of people try to imitate this movie uh, in its uh its style oh, yeah. but but no one ever comes like really really close enough um i really don't want to give anything away because this movie's fantastic
0: yeah, uh, Alex, us... I think you'd actually really enjoy this. Movie. I was gonna say that sounds yeah. right, Ali. Yeah, it gives us that famous um death playing chess. That's yeah. like in everything.
3: <laughs> well, I, I like the the one where he's like standing out with his his arm like come to me pose.
0: Death's so... not that scary. <laughs> he's just oh, a no, guy. That's, that's <laughs> the thing is,
3: is that a lot of people just don't think about death, and that, that yeah. I like that throughout the movies. That oh, you know, death won't come for me yet.
2: I'm me, and so almost a metaphor or something
0: i I watched i watched this movie for um a psychology of death class i took (laughs) well that's the one that's one of the movies they had us watch well it's
3: just it's 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 so good like it's one of those weird like combinations of like uh acting and story that just perfectly blend and it's funny that not even the production is that great because like his armor is obviously just a piece of fabric yeah <laughs> so it, but but the thing is the acting and the story are so good that you just move past it you just accept that he's a knight you don't care
2: um
0: yeah and it goes pretty fast for just a movie about people talking <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah i remember it being pretty short
0: yeah um but yeah this movie's just
3: it's so good that uh i, I really couldn't i couldn't find a flaw in it really to, to tell you the truth so um
1: so yeah, yeah.
0: For your number one movies, we got a tie,
2: Dude. Uh, So we got Seven
0: Samurai, the classic oh. Japanese movie, and Singing in the Rain, the classic musical movie. Yes. Oh so wait,
4: we'll- I'm sorry. Yeah, I have seen Singing in the Rain. I forgot that there was a tie. I yeah. you had. So anyway,
3: um, so Singing in the Rain is the movie I watched the most in my entire life. Um, like I don't I know, know that. You
0: explain- that tops a lot of people's it, other movie lists.
3: It, it's just, uh, I think I watched this. I think I've watched this movie over six hundred times. What the? Uh, no way. Yeah. <laughs> How? You can you can you can uh, you can quiz my mom on it. I watched it every day for like two years when I was like between three and four.
4: Well, I was about to say you'd have to watch it almost every day for two years to get that.
3: <laughs> yeah. And th- there's like videos of me like trying to do this uh singing in the dance rain in the rain. My dad would like film nice. me. And it was just me trying to do that. And th- this movie is just it's so like it-, it almost hits the Robin Hood vein of like spectacle. Like yeah. this movie oh, is Oh yeah. A oh yeah. movie. Like it it just everything in it is so eye catching and amazing that you can't not be entertained for the, like the two hour runtime. Like I, I I love this movie. It's so good. And then you, the fact that, uh, uh, Debbie Reynolds, the girl, uh, had no dancing experience whatsoever wow. going into it. And then she was dancing with Gene Kelly and Donald O'Connor who are like the top of their game. Like the only pre- person that was probably better was Fred Astaire and she was keeping up with them. It's insane to, to realize crazy. that. Um, Yeah, and this movie is just amazing. I I watched this movie so many times and I can quote it. I can, like, uh, I got like a soundtrack of it and it didn't have the taps in it. So I put the taps in because I knew where the taps were. Nice. That's how much I've watched this movie. There's Um, that scene
4: near the end where, like, it gets in that really big, long musical number where there isn't any singing or talking. And I've seen this movie maybe like three or four times. And every time it gets to that scene, it's like, it's like I go into another world Yeah, where I just I, I, I just go off daydreaming. And it's like I, I don't even know how long that scene is because it feels like I've been gone for
3: It's 10 like minutes. 20, like... It's like a 25-minute scene.
4: Well, there um, we go. <laughs>
3: but it's, it's kind of cool because it's, it's uh, representing when they were coming out of the silent era and into the talkies. Yeah. Is that they put a silent era film basically inside of their talkie. Yeah. And so. <clears throat>
4: I love that scene though.
3: It's just the the grand grandiose and spectacle of this movie is just insane to watch.
4: Yeah. Um, I I know that the the guy who did Lawland, uh, mm-hmm. Damien Chazelle, he was uh, really inspired by this movie to make or to well, it, like, bring that into La like, Lawland a little bit.
3: It's like Seven Seal. Like everybody tries to imitate this movie because this set the movie this set the standards so high yeah. that everybody looks to this as the golden like the golden standard. This is yeah. what we got to live up to. Um. And what
0: about
3: yes. Seven Samurai? Seven Samurai. So this movie probably got me into like uh, foreign language and art house movies because I watched um, uh, Magnificent Seven and I really like that movie a lot. And my mom's like, you know, this is a remake, right? I'm like, really? Of what? Because I, I knew it was like a really old movie. It's like from the 1960s. Yeah. It's so like, oh, it's based on a Japanese movie. I'm like, what's it called? She's like, I, I don't know. I know it's. I know it's a remake. And so I looked it up. It was like Seven Samurai. So I went to Hollywood Video and I got Seven Samurai. It's a three and a half hour movie. And I watched that movie, I think, three times over the rental period. This movie is just perfect. Um, the action, the fight scenes are really good for being from 1945. The action scenes are great. Um, also, the the acting is really good because it has uh, Mifune, the. I even did like a, a small profile for him on our Instagram page. Like this guy was just the quintessential samurai actor. And it, it's just such a good movie. It's probably, it's probably my favorite, uh, Kurosawa movie. Um, maybe besides, I want to say Ron, but maybe, uh, Sanjiro or Yojimbo. I, I count those as one. So, um, but this movie started me off on like the foreign language films, like something that didn't need to be in English. I didn't have to have that in my movies anymore because I could see this. And so I really looked for other movies that weren't in English primarily, uh, to, to watch. Like, that's how I, that's how I got into a seventh seal was watching or looking for movies that weren't in English. So, and, and further back, like, uh, Tarkovsky stuff. Um, so yeah,
0: yeah. I think uh, there's a lot of seven or seven samurai in Star Wars. They do a lot, yeah. like even there's in, a lot like,
3: of like Kurosawa man. in Star Wars.
0: Yeah, most of the time, like the first Star Wars, they say is based on the Hidden Fortress. Um, yeah. but I I see a lot of seven samurai and other like the cartoons and even like the Mandalorian when they when they go to like um, protect this village, they they kind of go back to that story all the time. Yeah. Even in
2: some, like, Bug's Life. Bug's Life, yeah. Yeah, yeah Bug's Life is second to say, right? Yeah. <laughs> but
0: it,
3: it's kind of cool, too, is that uh, Kurosawa was was so influenced on Western filmmakers, like John Ford and stuff. Yeah. But when he when he started making movies, he caught the attention of Western filmmakers, and they started, like, honoring him and their filmmaker, and in, in their yeah. films. Like, uh, The Searchers, which is probably the best Western ever made. I almost put it on my list. Has, like, some very slight nods to samurai movies because when John Wayne gets off his horse he uh, takes this gun that's in a scabbard and he flings it like a, a samurai drawing his sword and that was <laughs> his little little nod to Kurosawa's samurai movies which were, were being made before that so it was just kind of a cool little nod to it um, okay. yeah. but yeah those are my cool. top 10 cool. any,
0: any other movies that almost made it?
3: Uh, the Searchers almost made it uh, actually I do have a honorable mentions list uh, <laughs> I should have
0: made one I didn't even think about well, it well it's just
3: it, it, this one this one was hard the top three weren't hard but um, the uh, the the whole list itself
0: was actually kind of hard
4: <laughs> yeah my top four I was like got it, got it boom done and then yeah, after that I was like too, oh no
0: really number, yeah number 10 could be anything like, really
4: <laughs>
3: okay so honorable mentions uh, Heat uh, from uh Michael Mann. Uh Princess Mononoke, uh the John Wick franchise. I wanna put John Wick one because that was like a total mm-hmm. shocker like how good that movie was. Um The Searchers, Brazil, uh Coffee and Cigarettes, Sicario, Spider Man Two, Sam Raimi. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh Oh Brother Where nice. Art Thou and uh Star Trek Four, The Voyage Home.
0: Okay. Right. Okay pretty cool <laughs> okay. Okay. um uh jared and I, my list is going to be kind of similar we have a lot of movies that are the same so i'm going to go with alex to try to break us up so alex are you ready yes okay so your number 10 film sorry it's like different um your number 10 film is the fox in the or fox and the hound by disney
4: I don't know if it's the fox and the hound or not. I just put no. fox and the hound, but oh, okay,
0: you have fox and the hound. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think it might be the fox and the. Hound.
4: I think you're right. Yeah.
0: Let's look it up. Um, some some fan I am.
4: <laughs> uh, I this was always my favorite movie when I was a kid. I I guess I was a weird kid because that's a weird movie. It That'd is be your favorite.
0: It, it is kind of weird.
4: <laughs> like I remember being uh, there's something about like that, that bond between them two that I just loved so much. And, um, and I remember being a kid and just being, every time I watch it, I'm just devastated at the end when they're not friends anymore. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like, no, come on, you guys, we can work this out. Like, you know, like oh, we're the best of friends. I'm like six years old trying to work this out. Like, that <laughs> no. Barney says we're, uh,
0: we, we all love each other. What's going
4: on? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't really know why. There's a lot of sadness to this movie, and there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of happy too. Like you know, it starts off very optimistic. You know, there's the lady; she gets the fox, she's happy about it. And then there's he meets the dog, and then they're happy about it. And there's this douchebag that keeps (laughs) separating them. And then uh, and then eventually, you know, it it just down spirals from there. It's like then she just ends up getting rid of the fox, and then having to set it back in the wild to make him happy and everything, and then. I don't know. It's it's a very interesting movie, but I it has a very special place in my heart.
0: It is called The Fox and the Hound. Um, God damn it! And <laughs> as, idiot! As Jared will say, there is a demon bear in this movie. <laughs> yeah.
4: That was quite horrifying.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, well,
3: um, part, part of what I like that you said, like, there's happiness in it, is like, at the, even at the end of the movie, like, yeah, they have to go their separate ways, but that's life, and so they're moving on yeah. from it, and so... I, I, I really like that, too. I, I do like the ending.
4: I think and even that ending, the older I got, the more I like it. Because it's like, yeah. you're saying, like that's life. You don't realize that when you're young. It was just like so – it's almost like the movie as a whole was enough for me as a kid to love, even mm-hmm. despite the ending, which just ripped me apart every time I watched it. But, yeah, the older you get, the more you realize. where I've had friends that – not really in those kind of situations where you're literally enemies at some point because they kind of are. <laughs> but uh but like literally we're friends where i'm just like yeah i don't really talk to them anymore and that's a yeah. shame but it's life so because i mean they kind of are they kind of get that look to each other at the end where they're like we're cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but you know yeah touch there's you, something very uh very real in that movie
0: touch you some valuable life lessons <laughs> I guess, uh, I don't
4: know what else to say other than that it's just it's always been a it's always been a favorite of mine. And I wanted to get an animated movie there in anyway. Not that that was the deciding factor. Cause like I thought about Coco and I really love Coco, but I was like, ah, it's not really my top 10, but Fox and the Hound definitely, definitely is.
3: I almost put Prince, Princess Mononoke. in, so,
0: I mean, come oh, on. Yeah, right? that
4: one's. Anyway, that's cool. all I have to say on that one.
1: Next
0: for one. Me, for me, uh, Fox and the Hound is like, you know how every Disney movie has kind of this down par and it's like sad for a while for me, Fox and the Hell, that's, like, the whole second half. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> Famous mom dies, and then it's happy. It's just the whole time. The whole second time, it's sad. Yeah.
3: Where's the upswing? Where's the upswing?
4: Because <laughs> he's, like, in the rain, and he tries to get in that badger's hole, and the badger kicks him out, and it's like, can he catch a break, man? <laughs> and I, okay. I yeah. always cracked up during that scene where the dog gets hurt, like, Copper's, like, adopted brother or whatever kind of – cuz he, he's just like why do you like oh, oh. I don't know. what's the and
0: guys like shut up <laughs> yeah okay so for number 9 i think this is the one that blew my mind it is how <laughs> the grinch stole christmas the jim carrey version
4: yes so i again kind of like for the fox and the hound i wanted an animated version or an animated movie but that wasn't the deciding factor of why that was in there i don't think that's enough of a factor like oh we got to touch on everything but it, so I thought about that. I was like, what, what comedies do I like? Because if you remember, I had Hot Fuzz on there and I replaced it with the next one that we'll get to. But but, uh, but this one, I was just like, yeah, this movie's a comedy and I'm not throwing it in there just because of that. Because this movie is easily the most quoted movie between me and my friends ever. Like, it's just like, I forget. We, there was a period of time where we'd watch it every Christmas Eve, um, Michael and I would. And I forget until I watch it every time how much I quote from this movie. It's like every other line we say all the time, and I don't remember, I guess, that it's, I don't immediately think that it's from this movie. But as far as the movie, I mean, they freaking... Uh, I think, was it Ron Howard that did this one? I'm pretty sure Ron Howard directed this. They nailed this movie in every aspect, where it's like the comedy, the lines, there isn't a dull scene, in my opinion. All the characters are great. It's a hilarious world, like stupid stupid like they nailed dr seuss in live action so perfectly and like the atmosphere even the digital effects of like the mountains and everything it just it's a very perfectly realized world where i'm like no this is dr seuss it's not like cat and hat where you're like this is some weird shit and i guess it's dr seuss but (laughs) (laughs) like this is dr seuss and i also am you know a huge jim carrey fan so and this is definitely my favorite role of his because he just i mean it's just I, w- I would love to know how much of this was improvised cuz there's so many lines in this. So was just like there's no way someone put this on paper and thought, "Yeah, that's that's well, let's go with it."
3: Something that was like pointed out to me and cuz like hat in the hat, you can tell that Mike Myers is uncomfortable in that suit. Like you can <laughs> yeah. tell he's just like get me out of this. But with Jim Carrey's in the How the Grinch Stole Christmas, you can't tell that that's not just his skin. Uh, like he moves so just naturally in that movie that yep. the, the, the costume becomes part of his performance. And he's just so it's insane to watch some of the, the physical stuff that he does.
4: That's true. That's a good point. I know I watched an interview where they talked about how that it would take him like eight hours oh my God. or something. No, that may be way wrong. I don't remember how long it was. Okay. Any more than like one would be enough for me. Like, well, you know, yeah, no way it can't be right. That takes up most of the day, whatever it is. He said that he learned patience from this movie, where it's like after, you know, doing that, it was horrible at first, but then he got used to it. And then he said that's after he got his makeup done and off for the day or whatever, someone could come up to him with a bat, hit him in the face, and he'd be like, Hi, how are you? Like, <laughs> super patient. But, uh, I, dude, the, this movie just, like, this movie brings me pure joy. It's like every line is so perfect. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Is this it's your favorite one?
0: Oh, go ahead.
2: This is the one movie on your list I've never seen.
4: Are you serious? Really?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: We've been friends for as long as we have, and I never made you watch this. <laughs> You've wow. always threatened, but... <laughs> Man, I don't remember that. I remember we made you watch Peter Pan back in the day. But... Mm. <laughs> but yeah, this one, dude. All right, well, now I now hopefully I'll remember, and I'll make you watch it.
0: Is this your uh, favorite Christmas movie?
4: It is, actually. It is my favorite Christmas movie.
0: Cool.
4: Uh, it, it, it's like a toss-up between like White Christmas, uh this one, and maybe like It's a Wonderful Life, but this one just takes a cake. I could watch this in May <laughs> and be happy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, your number eight film is uh last year's 1917.
4: Yeah, there's not much to say about this because we talked about. it. We did a
0: whole podcast. Say, we talked <laughs> about yeah. this.
4: Yeah, this one just it came in last minute where I was just like, I love Hot Fuzz. But man, I just there's several movies like uh, that I was like last minute I wanted in like Mother, um, Parasite is one of them in 1917 and I was just like 1917 like I talked about how that ending made me really emotional and I was just like that I don't know that movie is incredible that's all I have to say.
3: If you want his full feelings, go watch our first episode.
4: Was that the first one?
3: That was the first one.
4: Holy cow! Was
0: it okay? Was yeah, it, it was because we oh, like,
4: cause we didn't we lost the first episode. Yeah. That's right. That's our right. first official it was the Oscars one, right? No, or no, that, no, 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 no. That was later. Anyway, it yeah, doesn't that, matter. That was number
0: three. So number eight. Oh no, that was number eight. Now I'm all confused. Number seven <laughs> is uh 2005's Pride and Prejudice.
4: Hell yeah, man. This movie's awesome.
0: I got I I gotta give you props on this one.
3: This one, yeah. I'm like, really? I, Good for him. I,
4: Dude, I, I'm gonna admit something to you guys right now. <laughs> I love this movie so much, and this was 2005, so I was 14, probably, probably depending on the month. And <laughs> I did theaters, but we, we, I remember my mom got it, and I think maybe she watched it for my sister's English class or something, and. And I ended up watching it at some point, and there was a period of time where <laughs> I was embarrassed because it's like a chick movie when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. I was embarrassed that I loved it so much. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I would, I was so embarrassed that I would sneak down into our basement in the middle of the night around like 2 in the morning and watch it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> as a <I>
4: teenager, <laughs> Yeah, as like a 14-year-old, like maybe maybe 15 at the time and what are you uh, watching true love
2: <laughs> uh,
4: yeah. yeah, like you know i thought maybe think i hear something so i pause it real quick and like listen to make sure no one was coming and i'd be ready to switch it to you know nickelodeon or something <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay i'm sorry just reminds me of the it crowd episode when he's trying to figure out how like his, girlfriend, yes. like his parents died in a fire in a sea park and she walks in on him like with a model and she's like what are you doing he's like Masturbating? <laughs> yeah.
4: But that's when he's online. I know what you're talking about the model, but it's when he's online yeah, and she walks in and he slams the laptop shut and she's like, what are you doing? And he takes a second. And he's like, masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
0: I would have loved if like one of your parents
4: went down there and just
0: like was just staring at you watching this
4: <laughs> yeah, like uh, Alex, this is three nights in a row. <laughs> two in the morning where you're sneaking down to watch this. But, uh, yeah, it was very much like that, Thomas, where I was just like, I, I probably did that at least five times where I would sneak down the middle of the night and watch it because I loved it so much. And I, I love I love heavy dialogue in movies like that movie is just dialogue, mm-hmm. nothing else. And it's just it, it's I've always talked about that movie as being like a like a almost like conversational rapping where like people are almost like dissing each other through their conversations or like like meticulously maneuvering around to try and get something out of someone to get them to, I don't know. It's just, the dialogue is so good. And I listened to the book like maybe a few years ago and uh, they did a really good job adapting it. My mom, uh, there was like a BBC maybe uh series where it's like six hours long
3: back in the there's day. Like several of those.
4: <laughs> yeah. And like, but there's one main one with Colin Firth playing yeah. Darcy. And i've ne- i've never seen that in full and i need to watch that because my mom prefers that one um but i my everything it,
3: loves that one and right it's a, it's a really good production so i'm sure
4: it is but I, I i've enjoyed what i've seen but it'd be hard for me to not like it over this one just because this one it, it it does the book really good justice in my opinion and then there's also the freaking music if you guys get a chance even if you don't want to watch the movie just listen to the music it's incredible like some of the stuff is like they have like a march for like when the army comes in. It's very more like Yankee Doodle sounding kind of music. That's not, not crazy about. But, but a lot of the piano stuff. Like there's a scene where she's just standing on the edge of a cliff, and the wind's blowing, and it and it's just gorgeous. And then the visuals are really good. I think that is really good cinematography, acting. I think it's just all around a great movie. Cool.
2: Nice
0: tip. So. It, um... Number six, we get into Nolan territory for the first time, and this is going to be Batman Begins.
4: Yes, it is, and this is uh, where I differ from ninety nine point nine percent of the rest of the world, where this is my favorite Nolan Batman movie. Uh, but I'm not. I'm not saying it's better than Dark Knight because I actually don't really necessarily think it is. I think the Dark Knight's incredible, but it's just this is the best Batman film. The Dark Knight might be the best film, but uh, and we've talked about this before. But I think that like. Batman is is Batman in this movie, whereas I don't really think he is in the other two. And I also love Batman's origin story. So and
0: yeah, and yeah. this one's cool because it's got the um, Ra's al Ghul stuff yes. when, he, when he's training and stuff. You before you didn't really see that. You just got oh, you get his parents die and then he's Batman.
4: Yeah,
0: <laughs> and this one you get to see the world travel and it's really cool.
4: For sure. And, like, that's what I love about Razogl, too, is he's kind of like a uh, Thanos kind of character where it's like, you can kind of see why he's doing what he's doing. He's not necessarily a bad guy. Uh, And then I love the Scarecrow just because he's uh, I love that whole psychotic side of Batman. And uh, obviously the Dark Knight has that as well with Joker. But um, I don't know. I, I, I love this movie. And. It, it, the Dark Knight, I think, feel like yeah, is like super good. But there, there's moments that I look forward to way more than Batman Begins.
0: What are those yeah. moments? Or what's one of those moments?
4: One of those moments. Uh, I mean, training with Ra's al Ghul, I always love yeah. that. Uh, there's that. Um, God, there are so many in this movie. Like uh, <laughs> when he first tries to go out and be Batman, and like it's just in the black suit, and you just see him like struggling, and then that process of him getting better, and then there's that scene near the end that a lot of the imagery is very Batman-esque because I feel like even in Dark Knight, it's clearly filmed in somewhere like New York or something, and it's it, which is good because it looks realistic. Batman Begins looks way more comic booky as far as Gotham looks. Yeah. Uh, like when they're pulling up the bridges and everything, it doesn't look like a city in real life. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the Batman in- imagery, like whenever he, uh, Ra's al Ghul arrives in Gotham and uh, Batman flies up to the edge of that... Uh, uh, railing and the client lands on it, and that's when you know Rod says like, "You took my advice about theatricality literally," yeah. and uh, that's it, just him flying up there. I was like, "Yes, yes, that's Batman, that's Batman," and then like uh, also whenever he blows up the sides of the train and lets Rozal Gold die again, spoilers, <laughs> and he's like, "You know, I got a minder surroundings, blah blah blah, and then he like flies flies back. Oh gosh, those shots are so cool.
0: Yeah, there's little shots like um, when he throws that. Um, thing for the bats, and they they like fly around him while he's falling down the stairs. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, there's a part where I like the scene where he's um, where he, um, they want him to execute that prisoner, but then he like turns around, and starts killing it, or not killing <laughs> it, heavy but starts beating everyone up. Um, yeah. And then even my, oh, go ahead. my
3: favorites. I think my favorite scene is the uh, the sword fight on the ice. Yeah, that is that yeah. Is a very- Awesome yeah. fight! That is an awesome scene.
4: So good, and the, yeah, this the music of <laughs> the movie too is so good. <laughs> I love that. Um,
0: this was like the first movie I saw in theaters alone. Like I went by myself, and I was like, "Wow, this is so not what I experienced, expected from a Batman movie." Because you know, I saw the '89 and those movies, and I was like, "Oh, it's gonna." Kind of like that, I guess. But this was so not like a comic book movie that came
2: before. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and I agree with you, Alex. I agree that it's a, the best Batman movie where Dark Knight is more of a Joker kind of movie. Oh, yeah.
4: It's definitely a Joker movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'll disagree, but we'll talk about that later. But, um <laughs> uh and then more. Uh, just quick, the other thing that I like is uh, the scarecrow imagery they use in this one. Like when he's on the horse and it's like blowing fire.
4: Yeah, oh, that is so cool. <laughs> oh, so good. There was something else I was going to say. Is a uh, yeah. You talked about the ice fight scene, terms the music. That's gonna bug me.
2: Do you, you like the a part- uh, lunch Do you like the line where he goes, "But I don't have to save you"?
4: Yeah. Oh, that that is the line. Yeah, I was totally forgetting that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that line. I don't care if it's cheesy. I think it's a little part where
0: he's just like jumping down and like the ninjas are jumping down with him that I think is really cool. (laughs) Uh, Um, But yeah, what did you think of that other thing? Oh
4: man, we were. What did you say, Thomas? You you Uh, said the icing. It's fine.
0: Yeah.
4: Oh, I'm going to hate myself.
0: (laughs) I know. You'll think about it after we're done. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Okay,
2: we'll be going through our list and he'll be like, That's it. All right?
4: yeah, I'll, I'm sure I'll remember it later, but
0: yeah, maybe when we talk about the Dark Knight.
4: Yeah, okay, let's move. Okay, on.
0: so number five, you have The Revenant with Leo DiCaprio.
4: Yes, <laughs> uh, I, I, I've i said this before, but uh, I never really think of myself necessarily as a Leo fan. Like, I love him, I love his movies, but he's not like yeah. my Jackman obsession. Um, <laughs> but uh, which we'll get to, <laughs> yeah, we will get to. But like, yeah, when I'm making these lists, I'm like, yeah, he's in like, ha- like half of my movies, pretty much. But uh, yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I just remembered the Batman thing. Okay. The only thing about Batman is I didn't see it in theaters the first one, um, because I, I think that did, I, like, I. Had, did that come out in
1: 2005?
4: Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I was like, maybe, maybe, uh, yeah, 14 or 15. But. 15, I think. Yeah, and uh, I saw it. Yeah, my dad. I think he let my uncle. Or my uncle let him borrow it or something. And my dad had seen it with him in theaters. He's like, oh, yeah, you like Batman. You Because I love that. That was always my favorite hero growing up. And uh, we watched it. And I, I had never seen a trailer or anything. I had no clue it existed.
0: Yeah, that's one thing about Batman Begins. It kind of, like, came in under the radar. Like, I yeah. don't remember trailers for it and stuff.
4: I think it's because uh, Nolan... So, so real quick, like, Nolan, you probably know this, Joe. But, like, he saw the first X-Men with Hugh Jackman. You know, the Brian Singer X-Men. And he said... That's what I want to do with Batman, because he loved the realistic take, and uh, and he had the idea of doing Inception a long time ago, like he had written it and yeah. stuff, but he wanted more experience with higher budget movies. So that's when he went and made Batman, and um, but yeah. So I didn't see it In Theaters, and then my dad brought it down. And we watched it in, like in the basement, and it was just like Im- like immediately I was like, oh my god, this is what I've always wanted. I did, did I didn't know it, and then. <laughs> I loved it so much. I watched it immediately right after it ended. I just turned it back on and I don't know. It's just, he freaking nailed, it. I, I wish that DC had followed his example. <laughs>
0: okay. The Revenant.
4: Oh yeah. Revenant. Um, yeah. I don't know what there's much to say about this one. I just love the cinematography and the dude, the freaking score, the, the main theme you guys need to go listen to. It if you don't remember it, it's like, I think it's like five notes for most of it and it's so slow. There's that scene where it's a really far away shot and you see him walking on the ice and it's slowly, slowly going in on him. And it's just like, and it, and then it stops for a little bit and then it goes back into the score. Oh, it's the music in this movie is just gorgeous as well as the cinematography and obviously the acting, but this is a weird one though. It's like a, it's not a happy movie at all at all.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> um, I guess spoilers, except for the fact that he doesn't necessarily die at the end. They say he dies like ten years later or something, but yeah. but um, because it's a movie, a, I have a straight point
3: up. of irony with that, by the way.
4: Oh yeah. yeah, but it's this is straight up just a revenge movie. Yeah, and it's not even like discouraging revenge. It's like no, he gets his revenge and <laughs> doesn't really pay for it, and that's yeah. good.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh,
4: yeah. I, I don't know what else to say. It's just a really good movie. What were Thomas- you going to say, Thomas?
0: Yeah,
3: what were you going to uh, It's kind of a... So, I, I like this movie a lot. Um, It's not very historically accurate, like, at all.
4: Oh, really? Um, okay.
3: Yeah. Because uh, it story, is based on a true story. Yeah.
4: yeah, that, yeah. Uh, m-
3: it should be more, like, inspired by, I think, is probably a better way to do it. Yeah. Uh, but Hugh Glass, they didn't... One thing is that they, they tried to make this whole thing about it being in winter. He wasn't wounded in winter. He was wounded in the spring. So, mm-hmm. it, was, it was, like, nothing like that um also he didn't have a son uh and he didn't actually kill the guy when he found him uh, uh the uh,
4: tom party and, character
3: yeah he didn't actually kill him in real life because uh, oh. he, he couldn't he he was enlisted in the army and the army wouldn't let him kill him wow he's like fine you're gonna give me four hundred dollars and my rifle back which four hundred dollars in like what was it like 1700 or something like that that they're, they're doing this that's a lot of money yeah so he basically made off with like riches and his rifle back is what he got um, and then this is that they, uh, they, in the movie, they're trying to build up this whole relationship that he had with the, I forgot which tribe it was. Um, wow. but in real life, 10 years later, that same tribe scalped and killed him. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so when I saw this movie, I'm just like, um, people are going to be surprised when they look up the actual history of this. Yeah. I should have done that no 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 but I, i'm not I'm not saying that this is a good choice either, because this movie has one of the best opening action scenes yeah ever like that action scene is just insane yeah,
4: uh, i I love movies like clearly like from half my list like nineteen seventeen where they have again they're not afraid to just linger, they just do really long wonders, and uh this one has a lot of those
3: yeah cool. um no th- this movie was uh I don't want to say an experience but I, I was telling people like you really should go see this movie this is a yeah. really good movie
4: I didn't see it there as I really wish I would have
3: oh that's a shame
4: yeah
0: so right. What's uh, next? number four we have Stutter Island, Shutter Shutter Island. Island. Shutter Shutter Island. Stutter Island? <laughs> <laughs> that's a different movie <laughs> you stuttered there
1: Joseph.
4: <laughs> um, this one I think we might have talked about in the podcast this is the only movie I've ever cried in except for marley and me but i watched that right after my dog died so i didn't count that um but yeah shutter island man this movies i love this movie and i know that a lot of people think it's predictable and stuff and sure yeah i guess it is but um cinematography's great acting's great it's just a it's a very disturbing movie to me for that one scene that i did cry in but again it I don't know if I mentioned, but I didn't cry the first or second time I saw it. I cried the third time. And it wasn't out of like sadness. It was out of terror or like horror of being in that situation. Um, Yeah. I don't know if there's really much else to say about this one either, except for this one, similar to like in a different way than like The Grinch, where they they just nailed the world in this movie, where no shot seemed out of place to me, even though some of them are very artsy. But uh, I guess, you know. It is an insane asylum island, so you can get away with that.
3: I like Max von Sydow in this movie, where he plays like the. It's kind of like a stereotype the the crazy German scientist inside like the Uh-oh. insane yeah, asylum. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah. that's kind of that's kind of weird that they're playing up a stereotype, but it's it's for a good reason. So yeah,
0: kind of like an Arkham Asylum. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. There's a there's one uh, like character that I don't know why I love his performance so much because he's not in it much at all. But it's the guy, I don't know his real name, but he plays that like what was his name? Like Buffalo Bill guy from Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. And he's that like general guy that just drives Leo around near the end to back to where he needs to be. And and uh I love his performance and I love uh Emily Mortimer. She plays the the actual crazy girl because that, that is hiding in that cave. And I love her performance. Yep. Yeah. I don't know what else That's to cool. say. She's a really good movie.
0: So, um your number three is my number two, and Jared's number four, so let's talk about it now, and that is going to be Inception. <laughs>
4: uh, so, I'll let
0: you go first, Alex, since it's your okay, number cool. three.
4: Uh, this is one that, man, this is one that it could be number one. on. Yeah. The, yeah like, the more I think about this movie, it's, God, it's just heartbreaking. Like... I think far and away the best performance in this movie is his wife, and I know it's just I also like her a lot as an actress, but yeah. I yeah, mean, she's just that. There's that one. My favorite shot in this whole movie is whenever he's in the dream going back up the elevator, and she's just looking up at him because she's trapped right. down there, and she's. It's so crazy because it's, it's, and that it,
0: that's one of those scenes that you get like the second time you're watching it. Yeah, it's like the that, first you know. time you don't quite
4: know what's going on, but right. And that's what's so cool about it, because none of this is actually her; it's yeah, all his perception of her in his mind, in his dreams. That's yeah, screwing everything up, and it's his own guilt. That's what yeah, she is. Say she's guilt, a manifestation yeah. of his guilt, and that look in her face is—it's so, like, beautifully metaphoric because it's just his own shame and guilt. And angry at himself looking back at him. And it's just so good. God, this movie is everything about this movie the shots, the music. Music, yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. And I know that, you know, a lot of people like tend to, like people that are more stuck up tend to look down on this movie being like, oh, let me guess your favorite Noel movie is Inception because you think you're smart. (laughs) I think you're the idiot for saying that because this movie is just a marvel. And, it's
0: kind of like the Rick and Morty fans. I don't understand because yeah. like everyone <laughs> likes Rick and Morty. Who are these guys talking to? <laughs> right. I <know.
4: laughs> that's, very, that's a really good point. But uh, And also this movie is not that complicated. No, I hate it when people no. act like, oh, like it'll confuse the hell out of you if you watch it. I'm like, no, it's not that. It's like <laughs> it's just like floors of a building. You're just yeah. going deeper down in the basement. You know, it's not, it's not that hard. But yeah, yeah.
0: there's a lot of architecture like themes in this movie, yeah.
4: Yeah,
0: now that you mentioned that, <laughs> Jared, why, why, why is this not your number four?
2: Uh, um, so when I first saw it, Joseph took me to the theater and I saw nothing for it. And going in, I was like, What is this? And after, like, during while I was watching, it, I was like, Wow, this is amazing! <laughs> like, just visually, like, even like the scene. Where Joseph Gordon-Levitt is going around the room or like the hotel rooms and it's just spinning slowly. <clears throat> that was just like seeing that on the big screen was amazing, okay. and um, uh, but just like the no the no hype, and then you just get like blown away after seeing it.
4: It's true. I think I don't think I saw a trailer either. Now that you mention it, hmm.
0: well, no, I was really for like, for inception. Vibes.
4: Yeah, I don't think I saw yeah. it before I saw wow. it. Well,
0: I no, was, I was really hyped for it going into, but, um, cause I, I, I was ready for the, cause I was a big fan of Dark Knight, and then this was like his follow up. And then this movie is about dreams, which is one of my favorite subjects, cause like anything could happen in a dream. And this movie really shows that, like, um, they can control stuff like the, and just the imagery they use. I love the imagery in this movie, just like, um, the one where he's like in the chair and he's like falling back into the bathtub. I love that. And then, um, like just like the buildings when they're coming up out of the sky. And that's like something I would always want to see in a movie before this movie, this, this movie was like, what I wanted to see like people bending earth and stuff like that. Um, And it has one of my favorite endings to a movie of all time, just that top spinning. Um, Because it it just, just, you know, it just leaves that, you know, you haven't seen everything. Um, There's like endless possibilities in this world. And um, I I love the reveal of that he used Inception on his wife. Um, I think that's really cool. And just like that scene where he opens the dollhouse and he puts the um, the top in there and spins it. And that's just really cool stuff. Um, and then I love the acting. Like, uh, Hardy's really good in it. He's like the funny guy. It's a, it's like a super serious film, but you know. Yeah. Him don't don't fail to dream bigger, darling. Yeah, him and <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt have a good chemistry together in that um, movie. Well, so after yeah. watching
2: this movie I heard that it was based or not based but inspired by uh anime um Paprika. So I was like oh. so recent I I never heard of it and I only recently saw it a couple years ago. And um yeah, you can really you can really see it and um but I think uh Inception does it a, a little better the whole dreaming thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: What was the anime called?
0: Paprika? Paprika. Huh. Uh, and then, the guy that directed uh, perfect blue, what I mean? love the like you were saying, the music, I love the music, how it builds tension, and I, I love how Nolan does action, um, because mm-hmm. it just feels like it keeps going and going and going. And in this one, you have the levels, and um, I love the Penrose steps because I, um, yeah, that artist is so cool. I'm blinking on his name right now, um, but he does all the like, um, optical illusions of buildings and stuff like endless steps and like the tower that keeps going on. Um, those are just, uh, that's the stuff that speaks to me. I love stuff like that. Um, surrealism and stuff. Um,
3: yeah. when you said like the pinnacle of, of uh, practical effects was like in the thing. Mm-hmm. The one thing I like, it's my favorite scene in the movie is the, the spinning hallway fight scene. Because when I learned that that was practical effects, I'm like, Wow, that is insane that they actually were able to do that. Yeah.
2: Um, well, I saw that in a Blindside video.
4: I was about to say earlier, that. so I was oh. like, no, not that impressive. <laughs> <of course." laughs> I was gonna say all he did was see Blindside's music video and be like, hey, we can throw that in our movie.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, we can always come back to Inception. So I'm gonna go to number two prisoners for Alex. Uh
4: oh.
1: Yeah.
0: And this is where we get into the Hugh Jackman. The love, Hugh Jackman it. love. <laughs>
4: Uh, this movie is maybe, I feel like maybe the most intense I've been in a, in a movie ever. Like I've seen this maybe two or three times and particularly the first two times I remember being on the edge of my seat and it felt like it was four hours long and in a good way. Uh, of course Hugh Jackman, this is, there's that scene where I I think maybe we shared it in our Instagram chat, but it's like whenever he's like really yelling at that kid, like to, Oh yeah. In the bathroom. Yeah. And the, the director said, told him to go all out in that scene. And that's the one they ended up using. Cause he's like, it looks like even a, a is it Lawrence? Um, what's the black guy's name?
3: Terrence, uh, Terrence Howard. Gosh.
4: Terrence Howard. Howard. Every time I, say, I think of Terrence Howard, I want to say, Martin Lawrence Lawrence, Fishburne. <laughs> or, no, what's that? It doesn't matter. Um, but, but um, and it, it almost looks like even he didn't expect the aggression. Cause like there, he like he starts yelling and he starts smashing the sink with a hammer. And then he smashes the hammer right by the dude's head, like in the wall. And I was like, Oh Jesus, if that was, yeah. If you didn't expect that, you'd be yeah, props and to it,
3: Paul Dano for not freaking out too much. right Yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> um, as far as like the actual like plot twist, even like I saw it coming pretty early. That's not, that's not what stands out in the movie to me. It's just, I feel like they really pull you in to be like, if you had kids and they were taken and especially when they're really young like that, where they can't do anything for themselves, like, like I think Hugh Jackman freaking just nailed the performance of like, really just freaking out and showing that some parents probably wouldn't hesitate to go as far as necessary to get their kids back. And it brings up that kind of like moral uh, debate where it's like, did he go too far? And, you know? I don't think so. Because it's his kid. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, he does kidnap someone and literally torture them, even though they didn't really have anything to do with it. But uh so yeah, so it is a difficult subject, but and then uh Jay and all man, he's just I just get more fond of him the yeah, more. Yeah,
0: like, he's getting better.
4: He's so good. Like <laughs> like yeah you know, like nightcrawler and movies like this where i just i i really like his performances it reminded me a lot of his performance in uh, the zodiac killer yeah. cuz he's kind of kind of the same role um anything else to say i don't
2: oh i lied to you alex i haven't seen this movie either
4: oh really oh well <laughs> i'm glad i didn't totally spoil the ending so <laughs> but, um i mean you know you know pretty much what i've said from the trailer is that yeah his kids him and, yeah. and uh. And Terrence Howard's uh, daughters get kidnapped, and right. uh, it shows also how that can just happen, just in the middle of the day. Like, it's not like you know someone broke in yeah, the house or anything.
0: That's usually how it happens. True. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: Man, and it, it, it gets kind of dark at the end. So, I, I definitely recommend it, Jared. Yeah, definitely.
3: Yeah, I gotta so, watch it too. Would you say that uh, is it Denise or Dennis or okay, one of those? I think it's Dennis Villeneuve. Dennis Villeneuve. Villanova. Would you say he's your favorite director?
4: Yeah, I said that earlier. At the moment, he is. Okay. Because uh, he does, it like, you know, Blade Runner 24-9, he did this, he did Arrival, he did Sicario, um, and yeah, he's doing Dune. But I, I just, I really connect to his freaking filmmaking. Like, again, he likes to linger on shots. You see that in Prisoners, you see that in 2049, you see that in Arrival.
3: Sicario? That Sicario, bridge yeah. scene?
4: He builds tension as well, in my opinion, as Nolan. Especially fuck in prisoners, like maybe even more so than Nolan. My for me,
0: it's like a different tension.
4: It's very yeah. Nolan is more like exciting tension almost. Yeah, and, and
0: his is more like terror. <laughs> yeah, it's more
4: like dreadful tension. Yeah, but yeah, you know, that's all I have to say. Have you seen it, Thomas?
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's been like
3: i want to say like three or four years since I've seen it or seen it again. Um, I need to rewatch it though
1: because yeah. I know
3: you love it so I don't really want to watch it again.
4: And thinking more about it it probably isn't my number two like I said Inception's probably above it. I, you know like Joe said at the beginning of this all this could change by the day but but I do think that this one is definitely definitely worth watching. I
3: don't know cool. I, 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 you probably have recommended this movie I don't want to say the most to me but I remember mm-hmm. when it first came out that like for a year straight you wouldn't stop talking about it and yeah. you actually lent me your copy of it that's how I
4: watched it. Oh that's, that's right it. I forgot about that. What a good friend I am. Oh, I know, right. you're so nice.
3: <laughs> Unlike Jared, who hasn't seen like half of your movies. Well, we I might...
4: Any of yours, Thomas. <laughs> well, you're a horrible friend then. Horrible. I've only not seen two.
0: <laughs> we, we might have to do it for the podcast, since we haven't seen That would it be in, fun. Yeah, That
4: would be really fun.
0: In one of the dry months. So, um, your number one movie is The Prestige from Nolan. Yep. Why does this be Inception and Batman?
4: this is almost like Thomas's story of inception where, well, I didn't see this in theaters, but the first time I saw it, I didn't really like it because I think I was young and stupid and I didn't get it. (laughs) And, uh, and I remember being like, ah, it just wasn't really what I thought. And then I ended up watching it later. And then the more I watched, I was like, okay, I get that. I get that. And, uh, and I think part of that is because the only thing that I guess I kind of have a problem with is the very last line of the movie If you remember, it's a Michael Caine starts off the movie with talking about the whole premise of the prestige. Yeah. Three act thing for a magic trick. And then the very last line in the movie is that maybe he says something along the lines of like, maybe we don't actually want to know the answer. We just want to be fooled. And then it goes to black. And it's like it, it feels a little bit like you're trying to reveal something at the end. And if you are after all these years and it being my favorite movie, I still don't know what you're trying to reveal. <laughs> but, uh, but besides that, that, I think that was one of the reasons why I didn't really like it the first time. Cause I was like, I don't get what I'm supposed to get here. I think what but, he's
0: saying is that as the audience, we don't want to know how the trick is done.
4: Right. And I get yeah. that, but it, there's something that he shows Hugh Jackman's against spoilers, uh, all of the corpses in the tanks. Yeah. he's he's fooled. And it goes to black. And it's like, it seems like there was something oh, okay. to be revealed at the very end. Maybe I'm crazy, but, but man, this movie, uh, usually I really like movies that deal with just human emotion and being human and why humans do what they do. It's like, I I always think about the example of attack on Titan, the anime, where if it was just a show about a a Titans attacking each other, it'd be boring as hell. Mm -hmm. It's only interesting because of the terror and horror it puts in humans that's the only reason why that show is interesting and that's one of my favorite animes because of that and um so like just on a human level like why people will feel things and this movie to me is just about obsession and where that obsession can take you and that you're left with picking up the pieces of your life after it if you give into it because i mean hugh jackman's obsessed with it and what happens to him uh you know his girlfriend leaves him and then he gets so obsessed that he's literally willing to 50, 50 chance kill himself. Mm. Like he says in the line of the movie, he's like, he did every night. He didn't know whether he'd be the man in the tank or the prestige. And yeah.
0: yeah. And he kind of does kill himself. But... <laughs> he does
4: every single time. It's like yeah. you die and you live every single time. And, uh, and then like also, uh, Christian Bell's character, I'm drawing a blank on his name, Yeah, but, uh, know. Christian, I'm trying to blank up both their names.
0: Yeah, is it uh, like Henry and? Gosh, oh, I don't. Gosh.
4: Remember. Yeah, I, don't uh, I don't remember. P in Christian Bale's name. I don't remember. If it's the last name or the first name, but um, and then his obsession. Yeah, what does that lead to? Well, he's you know, spoilers again for this movie, but he he's a twin, and that was that was his big secret. That's why whenever he sees the old man doing the trick, and I think he tells, I can't remember who he tells. If he tells Hugh Jackman, I think actually that, uh, the trick is the fact that he lives his whole life pretending to be cri- or like kind of cripple, like slow. That's the trick is it's yeah. that commitment to, to, uh, to the bit. And, um, and yeah, so he has a twin and that's his whole commitment that literally he, they chop off his twins pinky after Hugh Jackman shoots his pinky off and he, they have the that's their, that's their obsession of that. And where does it lead him? is that one of the twins wife literally hangs herself because she thinks that he doesn't love her some days. And it's like, it's just confuses her yeah. and she's living with two different people in her eyes. And then, uh, the other one leaves because again, she is kind of for the same reasons, I think. And then, uh, so his brother ends up having to raise his daughter cause he's dead. And it's like, right. Yeah. It's the brother, right? Yeah. That it's not his daughter. And I'm going off on a tangent, but uh, I love the, I love just the theme of obsession and just seeing how far they'll go to get what they want.
0: I love the style of this film. Um, I love the, like the era it's taking place in. Um, and then the fact that it's about magicians, I think is really cool. Cause like uh, I think Houdini was like a really interesting guy and there was like a story. I don't know what did it, but it was like Houdini and Sherlock Holmes like teams up to yeah. catch jack the ripper or something like that <laughs> so i think this movie kind of gets into that um almost that feel of that era and um yeah i think it's one of the more inventive twists that nolan do- has done in all his movies for sure um yeah so cool anyone else have any thoughts on that No, nope. um it was you already kind of said mentioned some movies that um almost made your list do you th- can you think of any other ones
4: oh yeah sorry um yeah i had like like i said i said mother i said arrival um uh parasite it was definitely some of them and like just all r- right off a few like logan not necessarily i don't want to yeah say i was surprised really. i
0: wasn't on it
4: yeah it's not necessarily like crazy that it wasn't in there i think it was somewhat close um because i love that movie uh and then Lo- the last samurai i love that movie um Michael was mad at me because I didn't have La La Land in my top, and I'm like, (laughs) I love that movie, but come on, top ten? I don't think so. Um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was close. I'm sorry, Jared. I know you don't like monkeys. I (laughs) have
3: have yet to see that movie, and I have. Really? Well, I have been that movie has been recommended to me. uh, I don't know how many times, like at least a dozen times. That's the first
4: one, right? No, no, no. That's not. Rise is the first one with Mm -hmm. James Franco. Um, that movie Dawn, the second one, is phenomenal. Yeah, like the third one is done by the same director too, and yeah, it's weird, it's different. But the second one, it, I mean, I heard visuals it's completely different
3: from the first one too. Very different. Very,
4: They're yeah, all different. very different. All of them are very different. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, the second the, one, this... from visuals to story, like I should not believe the emotion from these apes as much as I am doing. It's a movie about monkeys, and it's like yeah. epic, and you feel their emotion. It, it's phenomenal.
0: Yeah, I think the second one's the ape most ape heavy one. Yeah, you don't even yeah. need really need the human characters in
4: that one. Yeah, like the third one has a lot more because that's the one with uh, Woody Harrelson has a lot more to do with humans, and then the first one obviously has a lot more to do with humans because yeah, um, there's not that many of them to that one. Um, the Hateful Eight that was one of them that was close. Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, Gladiator. <laughs> uh, Remember the Titans was really close. Because I think that that, there's no story more inspirational than overcoming racial diversity, like I've said before. And that one is just, that's phenomenal. That's all I got.
0: Uh, So, like I said, me, uh, Jared, and mine are pretty close. So, I'm going to blend them. Um, So, we'll start with my number 10, which is Field of Dreams, which I've already kind of, I think I've talked about on the podcast.
1: Yeah, Uh, a few times.
0: Yeah, so... Because
4: you, talking you, about throwing the, the ball and how you cry every time that they...
0: That <laughs> yes. in like- man! that in <laughs> It gets me every time! Hey, <laughs> Dad! Want to play catch? <laughs>
1: that makes <me> <laughs> <cry>.
0: <laughs> 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 But I love it. It's like the, kind of that magical realism going on. Um, it's going on faith. You gotta, you gotta build it. You gotta destroy. You know, you don't understand why you have to destroy something in your life to, to make it better. And, um... You know, they're struggling, they're poor, and, you know, he's doing these crazy things, going cross-country to find um, baseball players and answers to this stuff. And then it, it just all comes down to uh, him connecting to his dad that had
3: died. So pretty emotional. One of my favorite parts is when his brother-in-law, like, they had that conversation with his brother-in-law. When do these baseball players get here? Oh, yeah. He's like, <laughs> you cannot sell this par- this this farm. <laughs>
0: If baseball is my favorite sport and, like, James Earl Jones gives this speech about baseball, it kind of gets me, too. But <laughs> 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 um, Yeah, so I, I love that movie. Um, but number 10, you could replace it with, like, Rudy, Rocky, um, oh, a wow. bunch of other sports movies. That, um,
2: Not Hoosiers.
0: Oh, we'll talk about that later. Or we will <laughs> talk about that later.
1: <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, there's a bunch of sports movies that you could put in number 10, too. Um, uh, I just blanked on one. but uh, Oh, The Sandlot. The Sandlot I was going to have. Because mm. I don't have a lot of comedies, but that's definitely... Like you were saying, you have the most quoted movie is The Grinch. Yeah. Uh, for you and your friends, uh, me and Jared is pu- pu- me, Jared and Jonah, and my other brother. Is, we quote the Sandlot like every day. <laughs> um, so yeah, that would that could be number ten. Okay. So uh, for number, uh, Jared's number ten, which is my number nine. We have the Mask of Zorro, which oh, we both right. loved growing up. Yeah. So Zorro. Jared, and I like...
3: Zorro fought for the people.
2: Talk about. A movie that just adventure yeah and and it's such also it's just like uh, what a cool dude like just yeah. visually and like what he's doing
4: he's like batman of the
0: old west yeah
4: i was gonna go with the human version of Darkwing duck but you know yeah too <laughs> know
0: it's based on batman too but <laughs> yeah
3: right. well like we were watching uh, i was watching this on netflix and jared like you watch the mask azura i'm like yeah he's like walks in sits down doesn't say a thing. Just
4: starts nice. Watching. Nice.
0: Yeah, it's got great lines in it. Um, like, like when they're trying to pick out Zorro in the prison. You cannot like, be
1: Zorro, you fool. You are too <laughs> tall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am Zorro, you fool. Yeah, and then stuff like that. And, then, and Antonio Banderas is just awesome in this movie. I think it's nice. his best movie. Oh, and they man, have I a mean. character
2: named Capitan Love. Capitan. And he's just. That's an insane dude, but he's yeah, so he, interesting.
0: He's so intense at that part when they're, like, drinking the water that has oh, his yeah. brother's head
1: in it. Not your vintage. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. Well, and Anthony Hopkins, like, just sells, like, like class and yeah. elegance.
2: Uh, charm.
0: Charm. Charm. Yes. <laughs> Got to teach you something impossible. Or
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, another great line is, do you know how to use that thing? Yeah. pointy and goes into man. and then then, uh catherine zeta jones i was gonna gonna say (laughs) i was gonna say this is a sexy movie full of sexy people
4: this is one of my many sexual awakenings whenever yeah cuts her blouse off and her hair is covering her and i was like whoa wow i remember my
2: feeling i remember being a kid and i was like that is the most beautiful woman Mm -hmm. i have ever seen yep
3: i remember being a like a twenty-eight-year-old going, "That is the most beautiful
0: woman." I've ever seen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those bodices or whatever. You call yeah. Oh <laughs> um. Yeah, and then like us being from Spanish heritage is kind of fun because you see yeah. Spanish guys and stuff. So you see it's your like...
2: Spanish heritage fighting your Mexican heritage. Yeah, and like... <laughs> yeah. For
3: us, <laughs> well, like for me, it was like seeing my dad, like. Like, I, I quoted this to Jared. It's like, every dad, every like Mexican dad wanted to be ben- uh, Antonio Banderas, but he ended
0: right. up being George Lopez instead. <laughs> <laughs> and the action's really good, too. Like, so, the yeah. sword fighting and stuff. Well, I mean, and that's the thing, too, is that
3: when I rewatched Robin Hood, I, I could tell, like, from, like, Mask of Zorro that there's so much influence from this old-timey, like, swashbuckling adventure, and they nail it. Like, they just, mm-hmm. they freaking nail it. It's so- and um,
2: I'm a huge weeb, and um, so of course, I'm like, oh, katanas are cool, but these this movie made these swords look awesome. True. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what they're called foils,
0: yeah, the fencing style, yeah,
2: but I was like, man, these are cool. The way and they then also, them.
0: also, something that harks back to old movies is like all the horse stunts they do, yeah, like that long horse mm-hmm. chase they do is pretty where awesome. like
2: he steps off the horse for a second to like turn around Jumping on up? there. Yeah. yeah. That was so cool.
4: This is the movie where they like get nitroglycerin out of soap, right?
2: That's the second no, one. No, that's the second one. Why Which is
4: terrible. That? Don't watch that one. Yeah, don't watch
2: I, that I, I I've only <laughs> seen the second
4: one a few times. this one is a does it have anything to do with a train? No,
1: that's,
4: that's the second. second one. What is wrong with me? Have we I seen know. this
0: movie? <laughs> this one's about gold.
4: This one's yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're there at that gold side Santa okay. Anna's gold. You want yeah. to pay
0: Santa Ana with his own goal? <laughs> Brilliant.
4: <laughs> like I swear I've only seen the second one once and I've seen the first one many, many times. Why am I confusing? Them? No,
2: Raphael, we get rid of all the evidence.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Don't, yeah, Don Rafael, He's such a good bad guy. Like yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. the thing is though, like, yeah, he is a he is a ultimately he is a, he's a horrible person, but he's such a charismatic, like, bad guy that you're like, this guy is just great.
2: And also, there is a great dance scene with great oh, yeah. music.
0: <laughs> it's awesome. It looks like they're at a Mexican restaurant.
2: Yeah. So <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm always expecting a dance to break out whenever I'm like, at a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> What's going on here? A, Why isn't this a happening? Spirit dancer. Yes. When do we start dancing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, to quote Kathy Tanlo, two brothers, one death." <laughs> <laughs> That okay. is the second
2: time I shot that man whilst jumping through the air.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Okay, for so, for number eight um, on my list, we have Dunkirk, which we kind of talked about before. Um, I'll just say that I was surprised by it because it was, you know, Nolan was known mostly for his sci-fi. And then he goes and does a war movie. And But he still brings, like, time, a time element to it. And it's just an awesome movie. Um, like we are yep. saying, it belongs in IMAX. You should go watch it in that because it just keeps you going the whole time. And um, So we've already talked about that. So I'll go to Jared's number eight, which is Eraserhead, which oh, we might...
2: nine. Oh, did I get nine?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot your nine. Okay. Don't forget I said Eraserhead.
2: Um, erase that from your head
0: so jared's number nine is my number seven which is 2001 a space odyssey so from stanley kubrick so what do you think jared
2: um kubrick's probably one of my favorite directors um mainly because of this movie because when i first saw it afterwards i was just like what did i just what was that yeah um after the scene where he
0: that scene is so
2: good yes
0: <laughs> that end scene um yeah
2: um it's just like i mentioned earlier how i like ambiguous endings and that one's it's ambiguous because you're know, like what happened <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. um but, yeah it's a it's a slow burn definitely it's one of those yeah, movies definitely the has, beginning has an intermission to it um but once they get in his face, it's really good. Once they introduce HAL, I mean, HAL is one of like the best characters in movies ever, and it's yeah. just like this monotone computer talking to you. <laughs> but um, uh, I love the scene where he's deprogramming HAL, and he just like starts singing. Yeah, it starts reverting back into his basic yeah um, form. Oh, another great scene is when they're talking into the pod. And because they don't think Hal can hear them, but yeah. you just like see the eye, and you know, like he's reading their lips. <laughs> that is such a great scene. I love that shot. <laughs> I've
4: what never you seen it? this movie.
2: What? You've never seen this movie?
0: Oh my God.
4: I know. I actually feel I didn't look closely at Jared and Joseph's list. There may be several that I haven't seen. I know <laughs> I haven't seen Eraser Head either.
0: Well, why don't we talk we about a Head, Jared?
4: Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to Eraserhead now?
0: Yeah, let's go to Eraserhead.
2: Okay.
3: Wait, sh- <laughs> wait a second. Should we spoil this one for Alex, or should we like keep it somewhat unspoiled? Yeah, try to not spoil yeah, it because we I, might watch I, this one. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll okay. keep it brief. And this, this is like a like a dream podcast of mine that we need to do. This would
1: be yeah.
2: awesome. So, um, directed by David Lynch, another what? great director for just another re- uh, the same reason. Just like what the. What am I watching? What did I yeah. just see? What did that mean? And um, I saw this when I was pretty young. And I was like, it was like night. It was like on IFC, I think. That'll and freak I,
0: you out if you watch it at night. <laughs> <then. laughs>
2: and um, it did. It's one of the, like, one movies that freaked me out. And it's not even a horror movie. It's not. And um, it was just like, what the? I, didn't, I don't think I slept that night. Because I was just like, what did I just witness? It's one of those um,
0: movies where you're like, this changed me. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> There's pre-David Lynch and post David Lynch. Yeah. yeah. This movie this is... definitely is the David Lynch, like, you should start here.
2: This uh this is a movie that that makes you believe that movies can like just open your mind to like anything. Yeah. It has it's just
0: it's like acid trips. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Okay, um, Racerhead
4: uh, equals acid. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well,
3: it's 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 such a unique movie. Like and that's, that's the thing too. How do you how do you like place this? Is it a yeah. horror? Is it a mystery? Is it a drama? Uh, who knows? It, it, it's just it's, one of those things where you just have to watch it. You really yeah. do.
1: It's,
2: it's really almost, hard it's, to like.
3: It's almost art house. It, yeah. it is, but it's almost and it's not at the same time. It, yeah. It's like, Blown there's there's kind comedy of a comedy in it.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's such a unique movie. It's hard to it's really hard to talk about because it's so hard to just nail. Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. So we're, do, we're doing this podcast. We we have yeah, to. do this. We'll do it. Um, so let's go on to number seven on Jared's list, which is The Shining. Which you know it might be the best horror movie because we yes. said the alien is sci-fi. So and
2: then speaking of Kubrick, he comes back into this yeah. list. Um, the Shining is definitely my favorite horror movie. Um, it's one it that's a movie that is just that gets me with dread. Like when I'm watching it, I'm, when I first watched it, I was like, "Oh God, I do not feel good." Um, <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen. to These poor people. Yeah. And then there's so much imagery where you're just like, it's just like you if you like freeze on the insects. You're like, "What am I looking at?" Like, and then um, great Spoiling. acting.
0: Those one of those quarantine movies. Yes.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I, I, when when you said like imagery and stuff, I remember when I first watched it. I was like sixteen, I think, because that's when I got the. I, I I got away with a lot of stuff at that movie <laughs> at that that video store. Um, when I was first watching it, when the blood comes out of the elevators. Okay. That, okay. That, okay, go for it. I don't want to. Okay. It. No, you
2: go first. You go first.
3: Okay, that movie cuz I I had never seen anything on it. I'd never really I knew it was a Stephen King adaptation and I like Stephen King. Um but when I watched that 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 scene genuinely genuinely terrified me for like a split like second. Like I was just like
4: what It's very alarming.
3: What exactly? Like I I just did not see that coming. Like the the <laughs> twins I kind of saw that I'm like okay, they're ghosts. I get that. But when you realize that these this this entity, this the spirits or whatever are attacking Danny's mind, that is it's terrifying. So Okay,
2: I'm the complete opposite. That was the one scene I was like, uh ah.
1: really? um,
2: that blood cool does lady. not look convincing. <laughs> it, it's like not the consistency of blood. <laughs> I was just like, okay. And then the twins, I was like, what the? I don't like this. That's the one that got me.
3: Well, there you go. See, we're perfect quarantine buddies. Because if we had to be, like, stuck in that hotel, we would even out. I'm not you. scared of that. I got this. I'm not
0: scared <laughs> of that. I got this. For me, I saw this movie pretty young because, like, my dad would have it on. And we watch it you and know, laugh at the realm <laughs> and stuff. And, um, but I didn't, of course, he didn't show me the part when he goes into that one room. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah. So that scene's like, oh, watching it when I watched it over like by myself, it's like, oh.
2: I remember <laughs> when I first watched it. I was alone, and the scene with like the dude on the bed with the, oh, the bear. Yeah, I was like, because I was young. I, I was like, what is going on there? I don't, I don't know what's happening, <laughs> and that always like weirded me out. Um, that's why you shouldn't watch things too early, Thomas. Cause
4: true, I didn't you do this up. till I was like maybe twenty four. <laughs> So I was good.
0: <laughs> like you <he> were <was> saying, <laughs> the acting, that acting though, like yeah. Nicholson is really good. In that's this. it.
2: That's my favorite role of his. Yeah,
4: yeah I think I agree. It, yeah, yeah, probably.
2: It's such a great, like, gradual turn, like going insane.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then, uh, uh, what was it? I like, I like the end where it just shows the picture on the wall. Yeah, and he's just like <laughs> crazy smiling right there. Like, <laughs> dang.
4: Oh, yeah. Did you guys ever see uh, Devil's Pond?
2: Man.
4: I don't think this so.
0: I
2: don't know.
4: It's with that guy that played Sunshine in uh, Remember the Titans. Really? And uh, I don't know why this movie kind of reminds me of it. It was uh they basically got married and they went to his like family's lake house. Like it's like kind of like a house in the middle of a lake on a little mm-hmm. lake island, and he kind of goes crazy. So, kind of oh, one me- thing.
2: One last thing. I was gonna say. This is the movie that I was like, because you know how people, because you know how it's based on the Stephen King novel. Um, people always say like, "Oh, it wasn't as great as the book," or "It's not like the book." This is the one, this is the reason why like I separate I separate like movies from books. Like, if it's not as good as the if it's not as good as the book, it's fine with me because it's its own movie. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I don't associate them together.
4: Right. But yeah, I kind of do that way with the prestige. Actually. Uh, granted I watched yeah. the movie before I listened to the book, but when I listened to the book, I was like, this movie, oh, this book's good, but I think the movie is way better. Yeah, but also I don't, it's not like Harry too. Potter where I tie them together. It's like, Oh, there's the prestige book that I never think about. But when I think about it, I don't really think about the movie either. It's like, they're separate. Yeah. Well,
3: when I do stuff like that, like when I try to watch a movie that's based on a book, I try to I try to get some background on what the director's trying to do, if it's an adaptation or if it's an interpretation. Because, like, if you see David Lynch's version of Dune, it's like, if you yeah. love Dune as much as I love Dune, like the book series, it's an abomination.
1: Yeah, but it's pretty weird. When go, <laughs> but when you
3: go into it knowing that this is David Lynch and kind of his like idea of Dune, you appreciate it more. And I, I love Dune the movie. Like, David Lynch's version because it's so him that it you don't mind it. It's the same thing with like Kubrick and uh, uh, the Shining. Is that I love Stephen King. I love his. I love his books. I love Kubrick. So I like Kubrick's Shining,
0: and I like Stephen King's Shining.
4: Yeah. So. Very cool. cool.
0: Um. Okay. Next. So for my number six, we have The Dark Knight, which. Uh, oh. We'll touch on. Um, Jared, I'm surprised you didn't have it on there. I
1: thought
0: it's someone else almost
1: thought.
3: did.
0: almost um, did. But anyway, so the Dark Knight, um, like Alex is saying, this is like the Joker. This is the movie that got the Joker right for me. Um, uh, everyone says, like, the Joker's the best in the anime series, which he's really good. Mark Hamill does a really good Joker. But he's still very cartoony in the animated series. Yeah. Um if the joker was a real person this would be it i mean this is he's a force of nature in this movie in
2: that uh, yeah i love that his i hate when they um kind of touch on his past like in some mm-hmm. of the comic books yeah i like when he's just like there yeah
4: yeah w- or if they touch on the past he just makes it up every time in this movie yeah <laughs> that's what i love. To okay think. yeah like, which don't... is
0: awesome it's so, so for awesome. Me, uh, that's why
3: I love about this is that, you know, that I hate like prequel stuff. Like I don't like backstory. Like, Oh, well you should go and like, no, no, no. I like just having it there. Yeah. So when he keeps reinventing the backstory every single time, just to confuse everybody, I'm like, this is
0: brilliant. I love that. So good. Yeah. And the Heath Ledger is just amazing in this. Um, he really got into the character and really sad that he died doing it. but yeah. Um, you could see how that might drive you kind of crazy if you would have People, to slay this character.
4: True. People say that, but was that it? Like, he was... he well, was, was no, drugs. He was already in another movie. Yeah, yeah, was drugs, so... Yeah. But maybe those, that drew him to drugs, because I think, correct me if I'm wrong, if you guys know, but I think Jack, Nich- Jack Nicholson warned him about playing the character. Yeah. Saying that yeah. you can get really into it. Mm-hmm. So maybe that pushed him to it. I don't know.
0: Yeah, we don't know, but... But it's just, like, chaos. Like, he's an agent of chaos. I love that line. And that's how the Joker should be.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but for me, why it's still a Batman movie is all because of that last scene where he um, becomes the Dark Knight over what he wanted to be. Like, he wants to be the White Knight, but um, he has to take on this burden. In, and, in, um, you know, the city made him. He's not Um, the
2: hero we want. He's the hero we deserve. (laughs) Yeah, the city. The city made him.
0: He's a part of this city because, you know, his parents getting taken away from him, and then that, and he, he can lose himself to the vengeance, but instead he gives up himself. Like he's trying to make that decision with Rachel during the movie. Uh, Can he have a happy life? You know, can he take off the Batman mask? that, um, like Rachel says in the first one, that, that his real face is Batman. And that's true. And he's, like, trying to decide in this movie if um, he can take that off. So, um, and then I, I I love, like, of course, it's a Nolan movie, so it's very stylized. And I love what they do to the Batman costume in this one. It looks, like, ten times better than the Begins costume. Um, I love how they they you know, touch on old characters like the scarecrows in it for a second. And um <clears throat> so it's, it's just like a great Batman movie. Like um the choice the Joker makes at the end or forces the Gotham City to make, um, I think is very cool. Like will humans will we do the right thing if our lives are in jeopardy. And then the fact that they do I think is really awesome in that scene.
4: Yeah. That's what's so cool about his motives because he's not like – you know, he gets all that money and he burns it. It's yeah. just, he's just chaos and like – yeah, his whole point in that movie is like everyone's like me. I just – pretty much he just wants them to admit it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, everyone's crazy. Everyone's – no one's a real hero I think is kind of his point and then trying to force people's hand. But... Yeah. Which is his whole, uh, you know, his whole idea with what he tries to do with Dent is to, to make this guy that's like, you know, perfect into
0: not perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Dent may not be my favorite part of it, like the actual Two Face. It kind of looks silly, but you know the character's still good. and yeah. He's like a he's like a dark mirror for Batman. Like this is this they're thinking this is good Batman, but it turns out that he you know he has the dark side in him. Right. And then you got to love that opening scene with the uh, yes. bank robbery, man. That is so good.
4: <laughs> I love that shot of like that low shot coming up behind the Joker, just standing on the street corner oh yeah so good and
0: well, like the entire time they're just kind of showing him like they talk to him but he doesn't really talk back
4: and, yeah yeah until
0: that very end where he takes off his mask and he he shows the joker and it's just that that's like his i'm batman scene
1: <laughs> right yeah <laughs>
3: the whole thing with like the soundtrack too is that this, that distortion of that chord whenever uh, joker is like walking in the i, I love that part it's yeah like the, the The soundtrack really speaks to each character, um, and and what their I don't want to say what their motivations are, but what what they their character represents is in that soundtrack. It's so good.
0: Yeah, and the fact that he like does, doesn't kill the guy, he just puts the like smoke grenade in his mouth. Um, so yeah. it just uh, just shows like the chaos part. And, like, yeah. yeah. So it. I don't know if we'll ever have a performance like that, but um, right. we get close on my list, so we'll talk about that later. <laughs> nice. um, so going on to Jared's number six is The Warriors. <laughs> Come out and play!
2: <laughs> okay, I love this movie. Um, so one of my favorite characters in anime <laughs> is Yusuke Urameshi, because he doesn't give a, a shit about authority. He just he, he's just a rebel. And um <laughs> this movie kinda touches on that. It's just like so what it is is um a bunch of it's like this big gathering of uh gangs
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then um they kinda all answer this one I forget it's like the character. Cyrus thing. CJ. Yeah. Yeah. They all answer to him, um and he gets shot by one of the gang members. No one sees who it is, but it causes all this chaos. And so we follow the warriors who need to get back to, like, safety. Because otherwise they're going to so get mugged or killed or, like, whatever. They're turf. Yeah. So it's just them going through the city. And then you can't relax because there's going to be a gang member that's just going to pop up. And there's all kinds of different themes to the gang members. There's, like, um, baseball players. these yeah. chicks on roller <laughs> skates. Um, but, God, it's just it, – just such a great movie to me.
3: It's one of those. I like the slow-mo shots in it. it Cause slow-mo really wasn't really a big thing then, but they use yeah. it really well with the fight scenes. Um
0: I'm sorry, Joseph, go ahead. My bad. Uh, yeah. I was just gonna say, it's one of those movies that like, we really haven't duplicated in the modern era. Like I yeah. would lo- love to figure out a way to do this again. But, um, Kind of like when um, Suicide Squad was coming out, I thought maybe it'd be kind of like that, but nope.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And this is a movie I never really hear anyone else talk about, which I kind of like. It's kind of my kind of thing. Um, Talk about a movie that you have to kind of partition from the book because that book is a little too violent. (laughs) Yeah. A little too messed up.
3: Yeah.
2: But... um, the movie's awesome. The The way I got introduced to this movie was um, a friend. He was like, I think you might like this. Kind of just, I don't know why, but you'll like this. And I was like, oh, okay. And I watched it and I was like, God, he was right. I don't know how, but <laughs> he was right.
3: <laughs> how old were you when you watched this?
2: I think I was 16, 17.
3: Okay. Uh, I was about the same age because I was actually at Hollywood Video and I, I need to, like, buy that lot and just, like, open it up again, <laughs> like, just just so I can pay tribute. Um, <laughs> I, I was w- looking in the game section, and on PS2 they had the Warriors, the video game. I'm like, what is this? Based on the cult classic of whatever. I'm like, okay. So I went back into the drama section, and I found it. I'm like, I'm going to watch this now. And so it's just a weird – I never played the video game, ever.
4: So <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know.
1: Have,
4: you,
0: have Have you seen this one, Alex?
4: No, I was about to say I haven't seen this one either. Sorry.
0: This is, uh, this would be good, like at the Alamo or something. Yeah.
2: yeah. That'd be a perfect <laughs> for that movie for the Alamo. It opens up again.
1: Yeah.
4: When you uh, said The Warriors, my mind immediately went to Warrior. Warrior. With, yeah. Uh, Tom Hardy. And I was like, oh, really? And then immediately yeah. I was wrong. But
0: that's a good movie, too.
4: It's a very good. Jared,
0: movie. Jared loves his bad boys with the heart of gold.
4: Yes. <laughs> I do love that.
2: <laughs> that's good
4: stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Um, so our number five intersects, which is kind of cool, um, whiplash. So,
1: yeah. Jared, you want to uh,
0: You just talk? I'll talk. Okay. <laughs> so um, with, here's what I want to say whiplash. I don't swear. I don't particularly like swearing. Um, I don't think there's a lot of people that know how to swear. There's only some people that do it well.
2: It's true. It's an art form.
0: This man is an artist. He weaves a tapestry of profanity that just, <laughs> just makes you <him> smile, <laughs> and that is me. Bl- 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 bl-
4: <laughs> That's
2: awesome.
4: That's beautifully put.
2: Whiplash to me is—I'm not—I don't like to call myself a musician, but it gets to that. If you're a musician. It really hits that thing where you never get it right. You'll yeah. never get it perfect.
1: You
0: can and you practice will, and you
2: will practice until you, you practice. breathe.
0: Yeah. And someone will still say you suck and it's yeah. still true that you do suck. <laughs> 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 That's One why is, this movie hits the spot.
2: <laughs> I had a um I had a moment in Albuquerque when I was living there and um this older gentleman saw my tattoo, which is like musical notation. And um, he's like, oh, how long have you – do you play an instrument? And I was like, yeah, uh, mostly guitar. I've been playing it for a while. And he's like, how long? And I was like, uh, I'd say like 15 years now. And he's like, oh, so you're just getting started. Yeah. And I was like, damn, uh, that is so wise.
4: What a cool <laughs> quote, but just
2: like out of the blue. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: And then every – I don't know what it is, but every band director, like high school band director, is an arrogant douchebag. I don't know why it's like that, but it's true. It's because
4: they all want to be be composers, and they're just stuck with high schoolers. That's why they're all douchebags.
0: It's like Uh, the attitude that they're like a doctor, but they're not helping (laughs) anyone.
2: Every music student's like that. I would say I went for a semester or two for music and they are just douchebags. Just they are so full of themselves. But it's I guess that's what it takes to be great. True. Yeah. Probably.
0: And there's only like one percent that are really good at music, and they're like, you'll never hear about them because they're like in an orchestra yeah. playing second right. flute or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh but the end of this movie. It oh just makes you want to cheer, man. It makes you want yeah, to like, stand just up. Jump and go, open. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> i and i music- oh, go. No, 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 please go ahead. Please go.
0: And the, the, I was just going to say the music they play at the end is just so amazing. And the drum fill he does.
2: <laughs> yeah. God. I love the, um, the montage of him practicing because he's just in that room and he's playing, like we said, till he's bleeding. And he, even then, he just ices up his hand tapes it up and then keeps going and i've been in my room playing guitar like that like i one time a Mm. nail flew off and i because i don't play with a pick, and the nail flew off and i was like yep they got (laughs) that right and then when you write songs you're just like this sucks people will be like oh no that was really good but you're you're just like this is trash
4: yep so this is why i love this movie i uh i didn't see this movie i never heard of it till i watched that your apartment all three of your apartment when you love to get other and uh like uh i don't know you guys probably know but uh damien chazelle the guy that did La land he did this yeah. and mm-hmm. this is based on his story of him going to school for drumming yeah and um you're absolutely right here like this definitely nails like you know i took bass lessons for one semester in college it's not like i'm going to this music school but it is very uh you can relate if you have tried to play music because I'm the same yeah. way as you. I don't really like to call myself a musician. It's just, it's just, I'm not really like, that's not my thing. I'm not a musician. Yeah. Sure. I play some instruments, but yeah, I dabble. It's
2: a hobby, yeah, but I'm yeah. not, I'm not this guy that's playing drums in front of these people and they, you just get moved by it.
4: Yeah. We're not savants, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but man, yeah, there is, you can definitely still relate where it's just like that perfectionism that comes with it. And like, Man, the the horror of having a teacher like him. Man, oh, that I know, would man. Just be. But but it's like he says whenever you get it like at the end of the movie that that side that scene is so great cuz it's like you know, he wants to leave but he's like no. I'm going to earn this dude's respect and I'm going to do it now because if I don't do it now, I may never do it and I'll regret it forever and I wonder how much of that story is true to Damien Chazelle cuz that if that's all true, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's
0: like, like even his dad's just like, "Come on, let's just get out of here." But he's yeah. like, "No, I gotta do this."
4: That's and so then you awesome. see the
2: dad at the end just watching his son. Like, this is why he's like this. Yeah. And Dude, he I was just, just, got just got like chills. he understood it.
4: I just got chills. And all then,
2: um, like, <laughs> like the ending scene, um, you just he just goes off because he's like, "I'm doing this. This is gonna happen. I'm playing this. I practiced my ass off to do this." Yeah. And yeah. you're just you're you're holding your breath because you like don't miss a note. Because when I play music, I was like, oh crap, oh crap, and you can, <laughs> you can hear you can hear every mistake, even if you just didn't push down hard enough. Yeah. And so you're ju- I was just holding my breath at the end of the scene, yep. just like, get it, get it.
4: because <laughs> yeah. music is always such a stressful thing for me. Like mm-hmm. I've gotten to the point where I can relax while playing guitar, but I've played piano for way longer. I'm better at piano, even though like we've been saying, I'm not great. But man, piano is the way I feel about the drums in this movie where I'm watching and I'm just like, it's just so stressful. Cause music I feel like is a very unforgiving yeah. uh, form of entertainment. Cause like even if you're a comedian, you, you stumble over a couple words, you just keep going, or you're like you're a speaker or you're an artist, you erase. You know, yeah, like, you got like the
0: whole left uh, the set hole that you can make up for. <laughs> yeah,
4: like even in even in like plays, if you're playing, like you can talk, and if you stumble over words, you can act like you're just you can improv and make yourself. it better. Yeah, yeah. But music, it's like, it's just so unforgiving. And especially with this type where it has to be, like he says in the movie, my tempo, my tempo. Yeah. God,
0: that And that was... scene where the, the three drummers are just trying oh, to do God. that swing time, man, that is one of the best scenes. It's <laughs>
4: <That's> so good. <laughs> like, I, I think this movie is definitely arguably for me better than La La Land. And that's crazy because I love La La Land. It's so good. Ooh. Have you seen this, Thomas?
3: I hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh! oh, all right, move on. what's the, what's the... <laughs> I, i'm I'm not going to get into it because it's it comes down to personal
0: reasons, and I'm not going to get into it okay So for Jared had inception, which we already touched on a lot. so do you want to yeah. say anything else?
2: I don't really have anything more to add. I don't think there's so... anything we can add to this yeah it's yeah.
0: uh... said over the past like ten years, true. So number four for me is Hoosiers, which I love. It's like, <laughs> man, Gene Hackman is so great in this movie. He's kind of like the guy from Whiplash, but hmm. a little nicer to them. <laughs> but you know, he's got he cares, he cares about his his students. Yeah, he's like at the end, he goes, "I love you guys." So, yeah, uh, you wouldn't get that from the Whiplash guy. <laughs>
4: but, <laughs> Never. But,
0: But it's this great movie. It's like this little tiny town and um, they're short guys, you know, like when they're playing other teams, they're all taller than them and stuff like that. And it's just, it's just very inspirational movie. Um, It's basketball. I love it.
4: (laughs) I love the way they dribble up and down the court.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And then uh, Okay, go ahead. I
4: was just going to say, I've seen this movie once and it's been a long time. I did remember liking it though. Because I think my dad showed it to me. Uh, it's good.
0: This is one of those movies that I watch like every time it's on TV. Like nice. Hoosiers on. Okay, I I gotta cancel the hour I planned ahead.
4: So <laughs> <I> gotta, <laughs> gotta cancel that job interview. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys, I'm watching Hoosiers. <laughs> like I understand.
1: <laughs> I, I have
3: nothing. I have nothing to say about this one because I've seen it. It's a good movie, but it does not hold the same amount of like awe that Joseph has. Because I remember when, like, when I first met Joseph, like Hoosiers came up for some reason. I'm like,
0: who likes Hoosiers that much? <laughs> it's
4: true. I don't know, anyone. <laughs>
0: I don't it's know my, anyone. It's my favorite sports movie. It's just, it's just a feel-good movie, man. and then
1: uh-huh.
0: like that guy that has to shoot the basket, like a you know, like the girl. I don't want to say they don't anymore, but yeah, crazy shot. <laughs> It's so good um.
2: uh, growing yeah. up, I didn't really like sports and I would always watch it, or always see him watching it and I was just like, why do you why do you watch this every time?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's because I was short and good at basketball because
2: okay? <laughs> of those <laughs> fundamentals
0: <laughs> So for number three, we'll go over the Jared's list and he has Acuras. well probably. Yeah. Probably the best anime movie still. Yeah. Suck Ghibli.
2: <laughs> I'm like, I'm almost like don't want to talk about this because I don't feel like I do it justice. Yeah. Um, talk. Of, oh my god, I don't even know where to start. Visually, this is amazing. It does um, kind of that neon uh, Neo-Tokyo thing, kind of like Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, does it a little better. Um, that's because I'm a douche, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's another so- another ambiguous ending um, where it kind of just like that black hole thing kind of happens. And then he goes into it and you're not really sure what's happening or what does happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then um, the I, I, it's hard favorite. to talk about for me. I, I well, just-
3: okay. I, I remember when I first watched this, it was on Tsunami when we were living together. And Jared's like, because g- we had like something planned. Like we were going to go work out or something. And Jared, like, found out that Toonami was, like, showing Acura. He's like, no, we're watching Acura. I'm like, "Uh, okay. (laughs) So I remember watching it. I'm just like, what was that? (laughs) That was insane. And then I think I was there for when Alex first watched it, when we watched it in your room. Yes. And I think we all had, like, the same reaction. Again, it's like, what? What was that?
4: (laughs) Well, like, I've only seen this movie that one time. And... It's one of those movies that like the imagery is burned into my brain, even though yeah. I've only seen it once. Like I remember him in his red cape, like floating in the air and just destroying shit. Yeah. Like I remember his motorcycle and like, and like the yeah. in the hallways where people were just exploding. And, like, I, I, I
3: caught that moment on Instagram and I posted it. You're just like, whoa.
4: Yeah,
2: <laughs> talk it's about a... it um, getting ingrained in your mind. I saw this when I was really young, um, either twelve or thirteen. Yeah, and um. I was just, like, blown away. Um, and there's, like, crazy shots where you're just like, wow, that's beautiful, and then shots where you're like, that's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> like how like, he, like, how his girlfriend just gets absorbed into his being. And then there's, like, body horror where he's, like, he's kind of fusing with technology with his human body, and you're just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Stop, well, even,
3: please. Even me. that, like... Not the opening scene, but when the the psychics or whatever he's trying to get them out of the crowd, when that guy gets shot and he just gets like torn apart by, you know, twenty guys with you know ARs and the machine gun. Yeah, yeah. Just like, like, wow, this is and, super violent.
2: And then ten minutes later, when he had the biker gangs with those clown dudes and they just beat a guy to death on his motorcycle with a bar, and you're just yeah. like, my god. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so for me, um, when I was younger, and this was like on VHS, this was like the first anime movie you would see because like kids would be like, "Dude, we got this adult animation. You gotta come <laughs>
2: watch it." <laughs> There's that <laughs> one shady kid on the playground. And he's like, "Yo." Yeah, it was something?
0: like it was like this and Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the like, Shell. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, you gotta watch this, man. <laughs> But yeah, I mean the style on this is very cool. His jacket, the motorcycle—that first scene is awesome. On the motorcycles yeah, when they're going, yeah. um, and it just like the lights are following him and stuff
2: mm-hmm. like that. It's so cool. And even and, the um, the soundtrack, yeah, it's all like organic and like traditional at the same time—traditional Japanese instruments and stuff like that. Yeah, like but, the not, but it still sounds futuristic, and uh-huh. you're like, wow, that's amazing. I-
3: I remember when we were at the record store and you got it right before I did. I was
0: like, you son of a. Oh, no, I'll kill you. Yeah, this goes to the show. I love the openings to these movies because they get like the chanting going yeah. on and it's like the traditional Japanese chanting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> raseya, Raseya.
2: <laughs> and you, oh man, I love this movie. <laughs> but that's all I can say about it. It's I can't even do it justice. I just check it out.
4: I was just thinking. I couldn't remember if it was on your list or not, and I didn't look. I don't know why I did, didn't. But, uh, but it almost right before you brought this up as being your whatever third one, I was like, wait, does Jared not have Acura on his list? Because I was like, he loves that movie. <laughs> okay.
0: So my number three is um, the same as Jared's number two, which is No Country for Old Men, which is an awesome movie.
2: Great.
0: Um it's like the best I would say this is the best western i've ever seen. And yes. it's like one of those new westerns which I tend to like the newer stuff than the older stuff. Right. Um but no, I love the silence in this movie like we were saying um how he uses silence. Um there's no music in this movie um yeah. until like the very the credits has music. Um <laughs> But this movie uh it's kind of like the Joker, the Anton Chigurh is kind of like chaos. He's a force of nature just coming around. And, you know, are you going to live? Are you going to die? It's all up to him. It's all up to his calling. You know? mm-hmm. And then um, just like, I wouldn't even call this movie existential. I just, It's just like chaos. It's just, that's what the world is. Anything could happen.
2: It's like, chaotic, I- brutal, and like unforgiving. It's a yeah. country, yeah.
0: And even him, he like at the end, he gets randomly hit by a car, you know, yeah. so not yeah. even he's safe from the chaos of um, fate.
3: So this movie was the first movie by the Coen brothers I'd watched since A uh, oh Brother Were Art Thou, which is the complete opposite. Yeah, and it's like musically driven. Everything is about how the world sounds and, you know, what people are feeling and every, everything is like driven by the soundtrack and then you got this movie where it's completely silent. And that it was so, like, jarring. Because I remember watching this with my dad. And both of us were just tense the entire time. Because, you know, we're like, oh, brother, where art thou directors? It's going to be kind of a plucky, fun,
0: you know, western. It was not a fun western.
1: No. <laughs> um, and it's
0: it's violent, but it doesn't dwell on the violence. It just, like, happens. Keeps going. Yeah, a guy yeah. gets shot. It's, like, next scene. <laughs> that's, that's very... Cormac McCarthy.
3: Like, have you have you read anything by him besides this? No. Okay. He he also wrote The Road. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's like one of that's a fantastic book and a pretty good movie too. Um, but everything just like violence happens and then you move on.
1: Yeah. Because
3: yeah. people can't dwell on violence. Life keeps happening besides the violence. Violence uh, is temporary. and Then you go on.
2: Alex, you've seen this movie, right? Yes. Okay. I I just wanted to make I've, sure. I've um, only seen it God. once. I've only you seen it once. You?
4: But. I really liked it. It, it. I love the, this is another one, like uh, the prisoners where it's very, very intense. Yeah.
2: And you guys were talking about how violence just happens. Your main character just, Yeah. it's over for him and you don't even see it. Off screen. Yeah. Which was yeah. so yeah, that's right.
3: shocking when I remember seeing that. I was just like,
2: what? Yeah. I was like, wait, did I miss a scene? Like what, yeah, no, what I just was, happened?
3: Happen? Yeah. And, and that happens in the book too, is that he has this intense moment with this girl. he's talking with about you know life and stuff and like oh okay he's gonna like you know make his own way through life with this money that he found and then well he's dead i'm like hold up am i missing a chapter here
0: did did something happen that Mm -hmm. i didn't catch and oh my gosh yeah and people i've heard like get really confused by the ending like um uh what's his name uh what's tommy lee jones yeah, Tommy Lee Jones is like a little speech about um, his father and stuff. I I actually
3: really love that. I love that. I love that yeah.
1: speech.
3: It, yeah. it's very uh, Louis Lemoore like, like almost a romanticized like version of what he
0: wants. And it's like a great scene. Yeah, because like he represents like I saw a video where he his character kind of represents the old west, and that's kind of like an old western how that would. Like he's just like uh, meditating on like the old West compared to the new West, and um, I, that is another great scene where um, he enters the hotel room and Shagurs there, and he's like terrified because he's like he he his his West and that West just don't mix. Like yeah, for the first time, he's seen, like kind of like a
3: real man. <laughs> oh, and. Woody Harrelson's scene, too, in the hotel room,
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, where he just casually, like, murders him. Yeah. Like, that was just, that was jarring, too. I was just like, that, because he built, he got this built-up of uh, Woody Harrelson's character that he's, you know, he's a he's a badass, too, and, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll take him out, don't worry. If there's anybody that can take him out, it's gonna be me, and he just goes through him like he's nothing.
0: Yeah, yeah. and it, he, that's another one where they won't really show, but. Because you're, like, behind Woody Harrelson, and just, like, yeah shoots him all of a sudden, and he just, like, jumps up, and he's dead. And... Yeah. That's a good movie.
4: I don't it's remember cool. Woody Harrelson being in it. I need to watch it again. <laughs> well, that,
0: that's the thing. It's just, like, when it happened, like, is that Woody Harrelson?
2: And there's that scene where uh is actually injured. He got shot by the main character. And he's just in that hotel room, just, like, doing surgery. Like, not surgery, but, like... Dressing the wound. Yeah. And he's, it doesn't really bother him. He's just like crossed his legs and he's just like, like cleaning it. And, like, super casual. <laughs> yeah. This is an
3: inconvenience to him. You know, uh, I, I, I was telling somebody, I forgot. I was like, I, I want to make my dream movie with like all the Texans, like in Hollywood. Like I went Tommy Lee Jones, uh, Matthew McConaughey, Josh Brolin. Uh, Oh, uh, and somebody is, I, I mentioned this every time someone is actually from Lubbock in this movie. Uh, uh Barry Corbin, he's in it. He plays the disabled guy in the wheelchair.
2: His uncle, uh, yeah.
3: yeah. And uh, I just want to get like every like Western, like Robert Duvall. Like I just want like a Texan movie.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh <laughs> uh, man, this movie's so good.
2: Yeah. Talk about a just the character I'm captivated by. Shakur is just even the way he talks. It's just like
4: yeah, it's yeah, weird. Yeah. And,
0: like, <laughs> you, oh. like think about the truck. Like yeah. This... Do these cages come out? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then their follow-up, I think it was their follow-up of uh, True Great, the remake of True Great. I love that one, too. That was yeah, that's you know, a, that's a, a really one. good question. Um, so, Jerry, or my number two is Inception, which we already talked about. So, for our number ones, uh, we have to go to a galaxy far, far away. <laughs>
4: <laughs> ta-da, ta-da, and so, for...
0: Uh, Jared's number one. He has a new hope. And for my number one, I have *Empire Strikes
4: Back*.
2: Yeah. Just so I'll is, go first since uh, it comes first.
4: Is Jonah's yeah. uh, *Return of the Jedi*? I
0: don't know. No, I think he likes *Empire* too.
4: <laughs> gotcha.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is what got me into sci-fi. Got me in, in into adventure. Just like I and you just watch it with your family because of course your family wants to watch it. And, um, this is just like the perfect movie for me cuz sci-fi samurai almost <laughs> um laser swords and you get to enjoy it with your family. Um and why I I pit New Hope above Empire is Empire ends on that like downer note as opposed to New Hope it mm-hmm. it's very happy. It gives you hope. Yeah. Optimistic, yeah. And uh I just I like that a little more. But yeah, just um getting introduced to this whole galaxy of crazy aliens, there's droids, and again samurais both with light swords <laughs> and the force end up. I'll oh, go ahead. Uh you can go ahead.
0: Okay. Um, well what I say is um I love, Star Wars my was my obsession growing up as a kid, you know. I had all the toys, the books. Um, I'd seen the movies a million times. I think Return of the Jedi was actually the movie I saw first.
4: Um, oh, no. Because it has Ewoks. <laughs> um, and I don't
0: hate Return of the Jedi. I love no, Return Oh, uh, uh, sorry.
4: Jedi. I didn't say that because I hate it. I just mean like because it's out of order. I love yeah. Return of the Jedi, except yeah. for the Ewoks.
0: Yeah, and we can talk about Star Wars another time because I, I like the prequels too. Um, yeah, I'm not a prequel hater except for yeah. Attack of the Clones, maybe. Yeah. Um, the sequel's another story, another story. But we won't touch <laughs> on that right now. Yeah, we're not gonna talk about that. But Empire, well, let, let it cool down for a few years, and then yeah. we'll... <laughs> Empire's my favorite. I think the story is the best in it. I still think the Darth Vader turn is um, a reveal is the best reveal that's ever been uh, in Hollywood. Um, uh, Empire, the, the sets like Hoth is amazing. Bespin's cool. Um, Yoda's in Yoda Yoda's awesome. He's, <laughs> he's such a funny dude when he comes on and they're like, more, uh, more does not make one great, you know? And he's just like this puppet. And, you know, you like you know me i like my muppets and <laughs> there there we have yoda the muppet and, yeah man and i um i just i i still the lightsaber scene in this one is still my favorite lightsaber scene just because of everything going on with the reveal and everything and then i think darth is the coolest in this movie he's kind yeah, of the yeah. force of nature mm-hmm. in this one um, even when he's fighting Luke, he's use well, there's this part where he uses the force to fight him. He kind of like pits down his lightsaber and he's just like twirling stuff in the room and throwing it at Luke and stuff. And yeah, I just love that part. And then I love when um, Luke kind of unleashes on him or um for the first time he gets like angry and he's just like battling him back. And I, I just think that's like the best lightsaber scene that we've ever seen. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so Empire. Um, what I'll say about New Hope is New Hope's really fun. Like, the cantinas, Great Jawas are awesome. Um, it's just a really funny movie. Like, they're in the trash compactor, and 3 feels like, Oh, no, they're dead! They're dying! Listen to them! It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, and then there's, like, the end where they're in the X-Wings, and it's kind of like the old World War Two footage that they used to create that. So the Star Wars movies just really got me into movies because I've, like, watched the documentaries on how they make it. You know, i watched the commentaries about and just, just got really into how they made it and, like, the backstories to everything. And it's...
3: Did, you, did you have both an original VHS release and then a special edition? Yeah. So you had the, the all-black one and then you
0: had the all-gold one? yeah and then like the dvds man those were the best dvds ever like yeah out of any collection blu-ray whatever those dvds are the greatest <laughs> were the those D- are, were numbered? yeah yeah
4: what uh, like so i always thought that the once they released the dvd versions that was when they added all the extra stuff was that yeah, all DVD later he
0: does has uh special edition stuff in yeah it. Uh, the I VHS see. are really good, too. The original V, yeah. the black ones, yeah. like Thomas was talking about, those were really good, too. Yeah. But because the DVDs of, had, like, all the extras, like the commentary and the yeah, stuff right. like that.
4: So. Well, but I, what I mean by extras, they added stuff literally in the movie. Like oh, they're, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're
0: based on the re-releases that came out. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah, because yeah, I've literally never seen... I don't think I've ever seen any of these Star Wars movies not in VHS form. Really? Because, like... I heard about all the stuff they added and and it looked terrible and all that kind of stuff. And at yeah. the Anakin was Hayden Christensen's ghost yeah. like at the end. I always thought that was dumb. So like literally to this day, when I watch them, I watch them through well, my dad's VHS collection.
3: <laughs> I, I never got like when the special editions like got released is that at the very beginning of each one, they always gave away what they changed right away. I never got that. Like, Oh, we added this and this and this and this and this. I'm like, you should have just, done the the movie and then like added this at the very end like why'd you put the
0: special feature before the movie
1: <laughs>
0: you know yeah. what i like what I love about those dvd uh collection is the menus man like yeah. there's uh the empire strikes back one it has like the millennium oh, falcon cool. landing on the best Film platform it's just so
4: cool <laughs> <laughs> i need to check that out <laughs> but
0: yes so Jared, do you have any films that almost made your list? I think we talked about a couple.
2: Uh, yeah, uh, Old Boy definitely, which sh- kind of should have been on the list, but I, I think I messed up. Uh, Hot Fuzz, like Alex, is probably one of the perfect comedies oh my in my opinion. I know you don't really care for it, Joseph, but I, I think it's a perfect comedy. And oh, then, uh, and then, just, um, oh, go ahead.
0: I just said I think Shaun of the Dead's better, but. Oh, yeah. I do yeah,
4: love Sean yeah, of the those Dead. People. I love Sean of the Dead, but man. Um, and then
2: when I was a teenager, I really, or not, I like rom coms. I'm not going to lie. I oh, enjoy I them quite a going. bit. And,
3: I, know, sorry, um, I, know, I know which one.
2: The Devil Wars Prada. Woo! I love that movie. And then, like, the first time I watched it, it was at our aunt's house. In my mom and my aunt were talking about it, and I was just watching it. I was like, man, this is a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, real fast, real fast, because I don't think we'll ever talk about this movie. That guy does not know how to make a grilled cheese. No, that is the worst grilled cheese so I've before. ever seen in my life.
0: That guy's terrible, terrible all around. Down the drain. Yeah.
2: He's a, ter- a terrible boyfriend. Cheese
3: in a skillet, a cast iron skillet.
4: Yeah. He's
2: With $8 a- of
4: Jawsburg.
0: He's such a crybaby, man. Okay,
4: <laughs> yeah. He does I, not support her. Yeah, he's a big baby. I thought you were gonna say the holiday.
2: <laughs> oh, that one! That oh, one he does too, love that one. I of the love. Music. Oh my dude, god! Dude,
4: I love the holiday through and through. I think it's a fantastic movie.
3: We have like a side like podcast like chicks who or sorry dudes who like chick movies. Yeah, the dude chick
4: flicks. I can the bring up Pride chick- and Prejudice again.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I love your story about that.
1: That's so awesome. <laughs>
3: it's the first yeah, time I, I've I, ever admitted it. So women, so I really can't say much.
4: Yeah.
0: It was a good movie.
4: Yeah, I've never admitted that ever. So the, I thought but, I'd just admit it to the world all at once. <laughs>
0: I, we get done in this. i sure
3: has... you already told me about that, because when I told you to read Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, you're like, no, oh, this God. isn't as good as the original.
4: I hate that book so much. I know. (laughs) It's the laziest thing ever. It's just Pride and Prejudice with zombies Zombies. shoehorned in. Yeah. Because I listened to Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter before that, and that was awesome. Yeah. Because it was like they actually were clever. But then I I hate it. But on the flip side, Pride and Prejudice Zombies movie, really fun. Yeah, fun movie. They took a lot of liberties, and it was a very good movie. (laughs) Had Matt Smith in it.
2: What about you, Joseph? Any honorable mentions?
0: So like I said, there's a bunch of sports movies that could have been there. You, I could have put Rollerball at number 10, which would have been our only X-rated movie. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the era where they would rate like, violent movies X-rated. Um, wow. It's super, so dumb, because if you watch it now, it's like, this would barely make PG-13. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> um, uh, like I said, true great, Um Oh, There Will Be Blood. I love that movie. Um, it's great. Yeah, I would consider that another, like, new western. Yeah. Uh, I love that movie. The performer, Daniel Day-Lewis, is just crazy in that movie. <laughs> oh, um,
3: I, I almost I forgot to put it on my list. Uh, Last of the Mohicans. Oh, yeah? That so, movie
0: is fantastic. Yeah. Like, oof. Uh, I didn't have a lot of comedy. I don't think I had comedies on my list. Um, I put, like... Blues Brothers, probably my favorite comedy. Um, National Lampoon's Family Vacation, uh, that thing you do, another music uh-huh. movie that uh, that we love.
3: <laughs> it's, it's hard for me to put comedies like on these lists because comedies yeah. for me have an entire list of their own. Like,
0: yeah. if
3: I was doing that, I would like list half of Mel Brooks' like his filmography. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just
0: I love his movies so much, and they're so good. <laughs> uh, um. Like you said, you had like, you had Star Trek. What was four? Four. Yeah. Yeah, I like six the best of the old ones. Und- Undiscovered Country. Yeah. Oh, or Khan's Ra- really good too.
3: It, it, uh, it's hard for me to choose between two and four
0: because yeah. four
3: was the first Star Trek movie I ever saw. And I didn't get what's happening,
0: but... Yeah, I that loved- was the first one I saw, too.
3: <laughs> but I love the movie so much that when I rewatched him, I'm like, okay, it's all leading up into to 4. And then I realized there's even more after that. I'm like, oh, my God, more Star Trek. Yeah. But 4 always seemed to come back to, like, this is just... Because there's no, like... There's not a lot of sci-fi stuff about it. It's just all mm. it's all character-driven, basically. Yeah, And so... But once you see that, it's kind of weird to see all the sci-fi like craziness going on, especially nowadays. Um, but when you have like really good dialogue and really good characters, it, it's hard to branch out from something that personal almost. So mm-hmm.
0: I could have had, I, I um, kind of debated about putting the whole, um, old trilogy of star Wars on there. as my number one. I was um, surprised you didn't. Yeah. I I debated, but yeah, those, those could be up there. Um, I just thought of oh Mrs. Delphire for comedy. Nice, yeah. But yeah, but that's the thing is that like for me, comedy is
3: so different. I, I mean, I I think it's just as valid as like dramas and sci-fi's and everything else like that. But I, I think it deserves its own recognition too. Um, like I wouldn't mind making a top ten comedy list because I could do that like
4: easily. It is a little it is a little hard to yeah. put together, but I don't know. But it were, just Depends on how much you it were, means to you
0: newer movies i think like the um mad max um yeah, oh, fury, fury road, road was oh. really good probably one of the best action films i put that up there with like um mission impossible fallout it's really yeah. good too yeah. um uh what else new uh 1917 like you had was really good ford versus ferrari was really good that was good um, i almost first, don't walk the line on mine yeah Parasite, so there's a lot of new movies that are actually have been very good uh, recently. Yeah. So, um but that's it. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I Can I so. say just a few more that I thought of? Yeah, mm-hmm. go for it. They they weren't ne- definitely definitely not necessarily going to make top ten, but uh, Silver Linings Playbook, I oh. think is the best. Oh God, I forgot rom- about that one. I think that's the best rom com hands down. Well, like, and it's okay. not. It's like a rom com dramedy, but
0: yeah.
3: Okay, so me and Jared, okay, I read the book and I was like, Jared, you have to like, you got it. Yeah, I know you both book.
4: love that. Yeah.
3: And then he went through he was like, this is the, oh my God, it's so good. And then we went to go see it and like, nobody was in the theater except like this old couple. <laughs> <laughs> it was so awkward. Cause they're like looking at us the whole time. We're like, we're enjoying the rom-com. Shut up. <laughs>
4: I need to read the book. Cause uh, I love that movie. And I've only seen it once, but I was just like, man, it's so good. And as far as like two comedies that definitely wouldn't make the list, but they're they're kind of in the same vein of the Grinch where they just fill me with so much pure joy is uh Nacho Libre. Oh yeah. And then uh Yes Man. Yes yeah. Man makes me very happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a movie that I heavily
2: debated putting on my list, and it's sheer it's just personal it is your name. That oh, one, yeah, good one got me so emotional yeah, that yeah. I I was like crying in the theater like when we went to, when we went to alamo to see it with all our friends i believe you were there alex
4: yes yeah, and
2: um it was my second or it was my second time watching it and i was like crying then and i was like shut up guys <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh that one that one definitely made me tear up
3: yeah i remember seeing that by myself because you guys were like you gotta go see it you gotta go see it. I'm like all right i'll go see it and i i was like by the by myself in the theater and i'm just like bawling i'm like oh my god thank god nobody's here
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. It's it's been a long one. Thanks, for, yeah, so thanks for joining that's us cool. on this special one. But you know, I'm almost glad we didn't have Michael because right, a long it would have been yeah. Bring him would've... in. <laughs> yeah. <Hey, Michael>, oh <laughs> my god! Got our second wind All right. Yeah, we're on, we're on intermission, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but thanks for doing this, guys. um Thanks for listening to the podcast. For whoever's listening, uh, follow us on Instagram where you can see more stuff. We might do comedy lists maybe someday. But, and you um,
2: might see Michael's list one day.
0: Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> you might actually see Michael.
2: Who
1: knows?
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll be back real soon. Uh, next week, uh, we got some movies for you and a regular version. Probably a lot uh, shorter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.